welcome to episode 425 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean, the Outbreak Monkey. <laughs> Patient Zero here at last for an interview. <laughs> so, Ed, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, you know, um, uh, we we didn't have a show last week. I'm going to start with that, so I'm going to apologize because it was my fault uh, this time. Uh, I got a phone call on uh, a Sunday afternoon, and uh, we we my company had just put a new roof on their company because it's been past due that we needed one. And the only place that they didn't do really do a good job was the uh, computer room, and <laughs> it <laughs> got flooded. The most important room of the of the building, right? Right. The the brain center. Of the whole company, um, luckily the 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 machinery was dried out that it worked. So it it I have to say my server is very old, but it's it's a tank. It 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 takes a hit and it keeps on going, and it's great. It's the Nokia of uh, servers. <laughs> it's a Dell. It's a Dell actually. Oh, it's wow. a Dell. Yeah, Dell's a Dell. I have to give a prop to Dell. I love Dells. Um, they're expensive. I'll be honest. You know, uh, uh, but. Uh, I can tell you this: every Dell that I've bought uh, and and sold or used in a way, you know, for for whatever, I've never had a complaint, not once. No, you know, no, this isn't working or that's not working. And if there were, um, well, actually, because the only time the only time I had to really deal with Dell's warranty program was I bought my owner a laptop. He loved the ThinkPads, the old IBM ThinkPads, because it has a little nub in the middle. That's what they use for, like, mouses. It's a little red spot. I don't know if people have seen some of them. Some some have no clue what I'm talking about. But there's a little red nub right in the middle of the keyboard. And you put your finger on it, and it's basically a mouse. And some people are really into tune to this, and some people don't care care less for it. It's, it's 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 an acquired taste, as you could say. Right. So the only other company makes that makes that keyboard layout is Dell, and you know he keeps breaking his Lenovo's or his ThinkPads because Lenovo now makes it. Used to be IBM, now Lenovo makes them. And he goes, "Is there a more rugged or more rugged? Excuse me, more rugged <laughs> computer than a Lenovo?" And I said, "Yes, there's a Dell." Um, and the, the singer? No, <laughs> not a Dell. <laughs> A Dell, <laughs> the Dell computer, and uh, the Dell. Uh, he he. Now he. Oh, I'm, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> computer, stop. <laughs> I heard the. I'm like, what? what was that? And I heard your computer start talking to you. Like, oh, it said the magic phrase. <laughs> yes, apparently I. For some reason, for my nerdiness, I call. I can consider my Alexa a computer, so I use computer instead of Alexa. And now. Right. She's, not, she's not shutting up. <laughs> I was like, computer, stop. There we go. Okay, you have to yell at it. You have to go like, "Son of a stop!" So, so if I use the c word, it's dangerous around here, especially when watching Star Trek: The Next Generation, and they use that word a lot, right. a lot more than I realized. Um, but anyway, getting back to what I was saying, so that actually that Dell, he still has it. He doesn't use it much because he's going back to Lenovo. He likes. He likes paying, spending a lot more money for computers. I don't know why. Don't ask me. It's you know, it's a it's a it's a status thing, I think. And but that that Dell is still running on his desk because he uses it for a certain functionality on, on at, at, at when he's when he's at work. 
and it still works to this day. There's not a problem. He did break it once. He used to squeeze the screen. He would bring it home and he would, you know, sit in bed and, and work away before he'd go to bed. And he would touch the screen. He'd grab it with his two hands and put it to the side of the bed when he would go to sleep. So all that squeezing made a black line, a black bar on the one side of the screen because he, he squeezed it too, too tight one night. Um, and this was years. Like we've had this, we had this laptop for, I think two years, but there's a three year warranty you can get with it, which we did get. And they came out and fixed it that day. They, we called them up. They're like, yeah, we got a guy in the area. He'll be there between this time and this time. He showed up with the new screen panel, put it on within a half hour and he's back up and running. You know, and Lenovo doesn't offer that service. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, like I said, it's it's worth it. You know, if, if if you can get a Dell cheap, or you know, if you get it on sale, or whatever, definitely buy one because you can never you never go wrong with it. Uh, in my opinion, anyway. I mean, I'm sure people have horror stories now. They're going to contact me. Go ahead, tell me your horror stories. I'd like to hear them. Um, but I mean, like every every Dell I've bought, it's it's worked like a champ. It's always ran. It's you know, it did its job, and it always it always ran. So. So this, like I said, it's going back to the things. The server was a Dell, and it's it survived. It it made it through. Um, my modem, however, my my Comcast modem, because I have Comcast, because we're in Philadelphia, and it's very few things. You, depending on where you live in Philadelphia, certain areas you can only get one thing, and Comcast is the only thing on our street uh, at where I work. So we're stuck with them, and. Um, they the modem burned out basically so i was able to configure the network to work but there's no internet and email to be you know you couldn't use it because of the modem was burned out um but i did configure the 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 network to work uh so people could do uh you know accounting functions and stuff like that and pulling data from uh, the different drives and so on um but they came out that they came out the next day came out monday afternoon and and replace them the modem you know within 30 minutes boom you know done and out and it was working fine um so uh yeah so that's why we weren't here uh last week because uh because of that so that's that's my story and i'm sticking to it okay All right. <laughs> um yeah so uh, uh um i did wait did i did don't want to have a show this week but i'm limited on my time so i did pick a day and i did talk to you about it and you agreed to it at first but there is a reason why we didn't do a show last week, and you can explain why. Okay, well, um, let's see. It all started on a Saturday. Last Saturday, to be complete. Um, uh, Stacy and I, we, we both work in retail, and um, it was – and it's also getting close to the wintertime, um, and her and I were not feeling well. She's kind of like general aches and pains. Um, that was Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I went to work. She was off, um, but then on the way home, uh, uh, while I was at work, that's when you came in and said, you know, like, hey, do you want to do the show on Monday? And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. I got no problem with doing Monday. And then I'm like, okay, so I go home. I go to, you know, bed, wake up the next morning, get ready to go to work. Um, still feeling kind of achy, same with Stacy. And I'm like, okay, well, it's, it's probably just a cold, probably just a cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get up, go to work. Um you know, we're spending my day. Stacy's also off on Monday, so she's you know already home two days in a row. I'm out at about my business, going to work. Um, then like around, like after I get ready to close, uh, Stacy then texts me or calls me and says, "Hey, like on the way home, can you go grab one of those home take home 
coronavirus tests. And I'm like, okay, sure. And I'm like, is there a concern? Like, because it's the first time she's mentioning it because, you know, she's been home all day. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, there's, you know, some concern. I'm like, okay, no problem. Um, let's go. I grab one on the way home. And it, though we get the, gen, not the, 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 the popular one, and it comes with two tests. And I'm thinking, well, she's not feeling well. I'm not feeling well. Let's both go take one. You know, can't hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so get home, go upstairs, we get everything prepared. You know, we both shove the swab up our noses, and they both come back positive. So right away now, Stacey and I have just now taken a take home and tested positive for corona. So, um... <laughs> COVID. Co- yeah, corona. <laughs> I've been drunk all week. <laughs> I have to sew from it. It takes two weeks. <laughs> These so hangers are a killer for corona. <laughs> we tested positive for COVID. And I'm like, all right. So Stacey then immediately gets finds a place that's um, she's now she's supposed to go to work on Tuesday, um, and so and I was going to be off Tuesday and Wednesday, but she she found a place that was going to do like a rapid testing because we figure since we've passed the home test, we should go get a real test done, or at least go to a place that does the real test. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to a place and in the morning, uh, so that way in case if she. If she is tested negative, she can go right to work. If she tests positive, we can go home. You know, that kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we both take the test, and sure as hell enough, we test positive again. So now we have taken a total of four tests, and both of us come back positive. Um, I take a two, she's taken two. So I can't, you know, you, you double down on it. You're like, okay, so I guess we got to start calling everybody, you know, because now it, it is, I said it to her, I was like, I feel like I have herpes. And now I have to go back and talk to every single person that I've talked to in the last 48 hours to go, hey, you know, I saw you the other day. Um, you might want to get checked out because I got the, the vid, you know. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't really thinking herpes. I was thinking more of mono, but all right. Okay. <laughs> same thing. Well, I mean, same thing. Very, tomato, you know, tomato, I guess. I don't sure, know. I guess. You know, it depends on how it's transmitted. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me a second. <clears throat> You're going to hear me cough throughout the show, most likely, because I'm not going to have time to push pause or push mute. Right. Um, because I'm, I'm, I still have some of the effects of it. Um, at, least, at least I think I have a cough. At mm. least that's the minimum. Well, I'll get to everything else. Um, so we pass. I let my boss know. I let the people, I let my Stacey and I both work in retail. And this week, for those people who aren't outside of the United States, it's Thanksgiving week, um, which means it's coming up on Black Friday. Uh, so Stacy and I are now essentially out of work. We have to take you know time off right before one of the biggest shopping holidays, uh, Black Friday. Uh, we need to quarantine ourselves for a minimum of well, a week to 10 days. Um, so she calls her job. I call my job. We you know, make arrangements. Uh, I have to make sure you know schedules are covered. That all the, your standard normal shit, and then it just comes down to a matter of just riding it out. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for for sake of argument, people need to know that we are vaccinated. But as always, vaccinated does not mean you're immune to it. Uh, it just means that some of the, hopefully, you know, thankfully, your symptoms won't be 
so bad that you need to wind up in the hospital. Right. Well, I'm saying it reduces the it reduces the effects of being either hospitalized or death. It's basically what it does. Is it actually you're you're not going to die from it, and odds are you might not uh, be hospitalized because of it. Right now, of course, it's kind of frightening a little bit, you know, because you're like, well, geez, and, you know, thankfully we were this. Now, um, as far as like, I guess you might say, symptoms. Um, I have a cough, but I think it's kind of now. I would say it's on the down the mend, I would say. Mm-hmm. But Stacy has lost her sense of smell and taste. Uh, she thinks she's getting her taste back a little bit. I lost my sense of smell, uh, which is heartbreaking as a person who likes to smell his own farts. <laughs> I feel like I'm in that episode of The Twilight Zone where I have all the time in the world. You know, like, it's not fair. Uh, it's not fair. It's just not right. It's the you know, it's like, oh, that smells ripe. You know, like oh, so like it's it's just it just kind of falls on deaf nose. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, of course, now Stacy's uh, pleased by that that she can't smell my ass. <laughs> but the problem is now I don't I can't smell anything. Like I mean food cooking uh you know so part of me is like well how do i i mean i guess i take shower i'll make sure i take a shower every day or you know not not at the moment because i'm home with my wife but i'm sure i'm sure i stink right now i'm pretty sure i do but you know what i don't know i don't know if that's true because guess what can't smell you know and and stacy has like she has bath and body work candles that she would like to light but she can't because they're not they're just like oh look Something's burning. I can't smell it. <laughs> so I can't tell whether or not it's a pleasant smell or not. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so that's kind of where her and I are at. Like, we're kind of, I would say we're on the upswing. Um, we don't really go back and our first day back to work, which ironically enough is Black Friday. Uh, it Technically our 10th day for quarantine would, it would be this coming Wednesday, but Thanksgiving, our mall is closed. So we kind of get like an, an 11th day out of it. Um, which is grateful. The problem is I'm going to have to, our first day back to work is going to be Black Friday. Mm. Which I'm like, uh, I hope my team is like set up and ready for it. I'm going to have to talk to them. Like, I, even though I'm not at work, I'm still going to have to maintain the contact with them. Um, hopefully that, you know, they can get everything set up correctly and have a good, you know, this week is important because there's some early Black Friday sales. It's, it's important that they're on the top of the game. Mm. So, you know, I guess I will find out <laughs> later in the week. <laughs> <laughs> so every once in a while, I kind of have a pause and, and have to like like a nice little coughing fit, coughing fit. But mm-hmm. um, so my ribs kind of like you know when you cough too long, your ribs kind of hurt. That's kind of where I'm at with this at the moment. Um, I obviously I think I've retained my sense of humor. I don't think I'm kind of achy. But it kind of goes with uh, everything else. I mean, mm-hmm. here's what I can tell you: if you haven't been vaccinated, get vaccinated. Because even even being vaccinated and all, it was still kind of. I, I think we were lucky because all we got are aches and pains, you know, and the loss of sense, uh, the loss of smell and taste. Um, so you could say you can almost. I I don't I don't know if this is true, but I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there. And tell me if if I'm wrong or right it's kind of like a really bad flu is basically what it comes down to 
Um, yeah, like I, I can. Yes, I would say yes. Um, a bad flu would probably be the the most accurate. But I also think too that illnesses affect people differently. Mm-hmm. Like I would say that in the begin in the beginning, Stacy was definitely taking it worse than I was. Um, I was more like, okay, well, accept it, move on. Um, everything she was doing, she was kind of aching and and griping about. Which again, she doesn't do well when she's normally sick. So this is just kind of amped that up to like an X factor. I would say that now she's gotten through. I would say the worst of it. Mm-hmm. I'm now in the mode of I'm. I might be a little bit more crabbier than normal because I'm taking a little longer to perk back up. I would say, um, but I still think I'm more mentally alert. I think I'm like. I mean, I slept pretty, pretty nice. I had a nice sleep last night, so I'm hoping I get another one tomorrow because you know I gotta recharge the batteries if I'm gonna go back to work on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're definitely gonna take another test on Tuesday just to kind of make sure that we're past it all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, better safe than sorry. Um, that's kind of what we're, our, our plan is. So hopefully, you know, next show you'll hear, hey, everything is fine. I'm back to work and I fucking hate people again. You know? <laughs> 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 I fucking hate people. That's great. <laughs> I mean, the problem, really, the, the, I'm going to say the, the uphill battle is getting our sense of smell and getting our taste buds back. I mean, I can still taste. Um, sometimes it was, there is more like a, it's like a, I'm eating something and I really don't taste the flavor anymore. I'll, I'll taste it for a little bit. And then I just kind of like, yeah, okay, I guess I'm eating now. Like it, um, it's not gone, gone, but it definitely doesn't feel as potent as it once was. Um, I said my sense of smell. I, I, I didn't we learn in like high school that our t- smelling and our taste buds are work together. Mm-hmm. And if one's off, the other one's off. Right. Uh, that's how I kind of feel, like, because I don't have my sense of smell, my taste is a little off. It's not that I am going, oh, wow, this tastes like shit, and I love it. It's more like, okay, I can taste it, and I'm enjoying it, and then, oh, now it's gone, or it's 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 still there. It's just not as that hot dog that I have for dinner isn't as – it doesn't taste – the last bite doesn't taste the same as the first bite. Mm-hmm. It tastes a little duller. Um, Stacy thinks she's getting her sense, sense of taste back today a little bit but you know now it's like okay well how do we get our smell back how do we get our taste back you know it's legitimately the apparently the 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 virus alters your on you alters you a little bit on my molecular level that it affects your your taste and your smell yeah i'm like oh great so right now we're mutants (laughs) yeah i'm like all right well i guess we just got to figure out how to reverse that part and you know there's like oh we eat ginger and peppermints and like you know like hey well happen thank goodness it's christmas time because we can get you know candy canes yay (laughs) (laughs) so that's kind of kind of where we're at with that i mean thankfully you know we're not we're fortunate to be vaccinated um we're also fortunate enough to you know whole family is so i'm i'm thankful that we did it when we could back in may um i would not want to wish this on anybody even the slightest bit because it's no fun and it is you know life-threatening to a to to a degree i mean not to a degree it is because there's enough facts to to show that 
So it's just kind of relaxing and just kind of taking it slow, like one day at a time to get through it. Um, I mean, do you have any questions about it or anything? <laughs> now that you officially know somebody? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, it's it's, I, 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 it's, it's what you're describing is what, what I've heard before in the past, so it's not like something new. Um, right. you know, type of thing. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've heard people, you know, like saying that it, it does it affects people differently. So it's hard to say. So I mean, like if to me, it's, it's like, I think you've got the, believe it or not, because you were very, very vaccinated, the, like, like the light version of it. Um, I, I, I do, I do. I, I would say that I would agree with that. Like, I do feel like thankfully I'm, we have it on the, on a scale, like one to 10, maybe like a four. Right. You know, you know, I mean, I've heard it where people saying like it feels like there's a plastic bag over your your nose and mouth when you're breathing, and it's very very difficult to breathe. You know, and that's why like they they incubate you and put a breathing tube down your throat because you know it's right. just you you can't breathe. You know, and it's just you just feel like you're being suffocated like all the time, and it's just and I, I can't imagine what that's like, and it, it's it's a scary thought to me to think about that. You know, it's just going wow, I just. You know, because like you know, you wear these masks because you know because of this, you know, and you're going, you're feeling being suffocated. I'm like, it's far worse because you can take that off. Like, right? Like, like, you know, like some like I've I've heard people going, I feel like I'm going to die in this thing, and you're going, yeah, you're not even close because you can take that off. Like that can come off your face at any given time. Now, whether you know it's appropriate or not is is depending where you are. But the the idea though is the fact is if you say something like that and you're going people feel that all the way like they can't and they can't take it off because it's it's they're breathing that way it's because they've low their their oxygen is just so low and they they're 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 it's just like the you know it's 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 a it, it, you now you become like fight or flight kind of thing because you panic because now it's just like i can't breathe i can't breathe and you're, you're getting overexcited and it can actually hyperventilate and die from it you know just right. just by doing that so it's just you know so I'm glad you're doing better, you know, uh, and I hope hopefully uh, you, you're, you'll be clear of the woods soon, you know, that uh, that you'll be able to go back to work and hate people again. <laughs> right. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, to be like fully like I have sleep apnea and I'm also overweight. So every once in a while I'll have like um, like uh, like like right now as we're talking about it, and it probably is because we're talking about it. I do feel like I'm kind of like like breathing hard, mm-hmm. but a part of me is it's probably because I'm talking about it. I'm I'm aware of it. I'm also a little tired because I'm achy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I breathe through my nose, it feels like normal. Like I don't feel that sluggishness. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like like fatigue is basically the best way to put it. So that's why I'm trying to like be like, okay, well now that we talk about it, you know, I'm gonna focus on it as because of the conversation and then hopefully after that we can we'll move on and i'll be able to kind of get it out of my head because i suffer from that like oh my god i'm stuck in my head and i'll just loop around and loop around and loop around and then it just gets like to that point where i'm like i become like super panicky and super worried about it it's like oh no you know so i just got to be like all right it's it's the anxiety of it all because it it is it's anxiety inducing Mm -hmm. like because you because of how serious it is and how thankful you are and you don't want to get you don't want to get I don't want to be like I'm happy with the four you know I don't want to see what it's like with a, a five or six to a ten like I don't want any of that because mm-hmm. you know and that's where it's important that you know you do what they say like you know stay home you know or, or keep yourself 
away from everybody and have that kind of, uh, you know, like rest, relaxation, don't push yourself too hard. And, um, you know, the, the sooner you do that, the sooner you hopefully can recover through it. And that's why they give you the, the week to 10 days. And you know what? Whole completely thing. Now that I'm talking about it, when you get it, all of a sudden, the government's very interested in you. <laughs> the, the reason why I say it is because Tuesday we get our test, we get we get tested positive, we come home. I would say by the afternoon, I get a phone call from the Department of Health, the Philadelphia Department of Health. Wow. And they want to know, like you know, right away it becomes your 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 the it's the Gestapo because you're sitting there and going, okay. Well, where were you when you think you like? How do you think you got it? And I'm like, dude, both me and my wife work in retail. Someone could have walked in and given it to both. Both like they could have walked through the mall and just been uh, an outbreak monkey the entire time. Right. You know, like we don't. Our lives focus around home and work, and so if anything were to if we were to contact contract it anywhere, who would think it'd be on our jobs? I am also thankful too that. Stacy and I both got it at the same time because it would be probably more of a struggle if let's say she got it and then we would have to quarantine ourselves because we were okay because we still have one our, our, my dad he's shown no signs he's even got tested came back negative but Stacy and I have spent our whole pretty much the whole week so far in our room watching TV playing video games you know sleeping mm-hmm. um and it would just be difficult, let's say, if it was just her. Because then I would have to quarantine myself from her or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, and it'd be just be, it would probably just take twice as long for us to get through it. Like I said, thankfully, we both got it at the exact same time. We both weren't super, it wasn't as extreme as it could be. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for that. You know, we'll just kind of keep we just got to be vigilant and just keep an eye on like, okay, well, do you feel any worse? Do you feel any better? Um, I would say we both are getting better day by day. Um, I think, I feel like she gets better faster than I did, but also she's also younger than me. So I also feel like that that's, that takes into account, you know, the, the healing process. So, you know, like I said, it's pretty much, you know, but this guy called and he's like, Mr. You like wanted to know, where we thought we caught it because first he was just talking to me and I was like hey if my name's on the list and my wife's name might be on the list too so you want to check to see if so way you can save time and just talk to both of us because what's the point of hanging up with me and then like three hours later calling her phone like what's the point mm-hmm. he's like no he found her like you know because we're now in a in a, a COVID database I guess mm-hmm of people who got it and, and it's you know like where were you what do you think you were doing how many people do you think you might have contact, come in contact with now like she obviously has been home for the two days when we both felt bad so I was like sir I, I work in retail I couldn't tell you like you know I know Monday I was wearing my mask Sunday I wasn't you know go take your, you know take a take roll a dice I, I don't know you know um, I, of course I let everybody else at work know that hey by the way guys I'm gonna be out for the next 10 days Anybody who worked with me Saturday and Sunday and Monday, just to be on the safe side, get yourself tested. You know, so far I'm nobody. My job has shown any symptoms, so I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, all right, well, let's just kind of get through it and and 
you know, carry on kind of deal. You know, that's that, that's why we didn't have a show. Because, but to go back to the original question was the reason why we didn't have the show Monday night was because I was doing the test, um, picking up the test, doing the test, waiting for results. And by the time we would have gotten any, by the time we got done all that, it was like ten o'clock at night, ten thirty, and I'm like. Yeah, I know Ed might have to go to work. I know I'm <laughs> off, but I I just can't see us like you know if we do like a two two and a half hour show, it's gonna be like hey midnight one o'clock. Yeah. By the time Ed goes to work goes to bed, and I was just like you know it's just easier. Let's let's just do it. Take the week off. Gives me a gives me a few days to go through what I'm going through, and then you know, hopefully by Sunday we'll be good enough to do a show and. Mm-hmm. Voila, here we are. Voila. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's the reasoning. But how was your week outside of that? Well, uh, we're going to have to go with two weeks, actually, because uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> since we didn't have the show. Um, you know, I, I, unfortunately, two weeks ago, this is one of the things. I, I picked something up that I was excited for because it was only $25. And you go, well, okay, that's a little bit much. But... You know, I go to Best Buy, not Best Buy, I go to, to Walmart now more often because, you know, uh, Best Buy is usually closed early now because of the hours. I think they've they've extended their hours recently and and stuff like that, but I still, out of habit, go to Walmart, you know, look around because they usually have a better selection of movies somewhat anyway. Um, but I got Married with Children, the complete series for $25, wow, all 11 nice. seasons, you know, so I was like, and one little box, I was like, oh, wow, that's great, you know, I'm excited <laughs> So I, I love that show. It was a great show um, and uh, thing. But uh, I have two movies to talk about um, that I saw this this past uh, the, the last two weeks is because uh, <laughs> how do I put this? I've been torturing our French friend the show Dave Sipon, uh to Terry Gilliam movies. I've been enjoying them. Some of them he's really enjoyed, and some of them you know he has not. <laughs> Okay. type of thing so so we're, we're you know like at one point we were we, the, uh, a couple weeks ago there was a movie that we both we you know we're looking at the i have like a mall on dv or do your blu-ray or depending whatever how i got them you know my hands on them through the through the years and um he goes you know what i i don't remember seeing this one and i was like you know what i i i said i've seen this one but i don't think i have and it's called 12 monkeys you never seen the original Twelve Monkeys? So, I'm gonna say, yeah, I didn't until last week. So, wow, so, two weeks ago. Um, you know, you, you see a bunch of you know clips and all, and I, you know, I'm, I know we've talked about in the past, and I think I faked my way through it <laughs> when discussing it, and you know, I just, I just never, never got around to seeing it. And he and Sipon goes, I might have seen this, and we were both watching it. At one point, we we're going. Yeah, I've never seen this movie before. <laughs> Either one of us. So we both enjoyed it. We both really enjoyed that movie. And I, I, I can't remember en- enough. I, I thought, I thought uh, Brad Pitt's uh, portrayal and it was so great. And uh, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, Bruce Willis was great, and uh, uh, Madeline uh, Stowe was in it. And you know, they, they said it, it's 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 a great movie and sip on sip on laugh because he goes i remember seeing this he goes i i, I he goes i i he goes I, I i'm pretty sure i did see this at one point but i can't remember but he goes 
he was he was surprised because I didn't think this was a Terry Gilliam movie. But then we started watching it, and with all the plastic uh, uh, suits, uh, you know, the the space suits and the you know the hoses and the weird design, the the backdrop, I was like, yeah, well, yeah. Now now I can definitely tell this is a Terry Gilliam film <laughs> based off of it. But we both enjoyed it. We both thought it was a really good movie. I recommend it if you if you want to go see it. Now last week. Um, we're, our, our list is starting to dwindle down here of movies. And this is a movie I actually saw before we started watching movies together uh, and, and, and got on, onto the kick of, of Terry Gilliam films. It was The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. So we watched that this past week. Now, I've already reviewed this uh, when I first talked about it many, many weeks ago, months ago. Um, I recommend it. I actually enjoyed it the second time around because I noticed – more things in this time around than I did the last time. Gotcha. And it, it and the subtleties of it was like, oh my god, that's brilliant. Like like there was there were certain things that were going on. There was there's a climax at the end where uh, Adam Driver is the main character in the movie and he's running around this castle and all this this wild party's going on and it's actually he goes it's going through the whole thing of the party of what happened through him and his journey through this movie like it's it's getting towards the end of the movie and it was just and it was just it was so subtle because it was all these dancing around and everybody's in costume because it's a costume party it's kind of like almost like a renaissance uh, uh, uh type of, of party going on in this castle and you know they the idea that was the the producer is trying to get this russian billionaire you know on board to be a producer for films and entertainment and stuff like that for his company and adam driver is like the the hot director that's you know going through so the idea is that the russian guy owns his castle he bought it and they're you know having this party and are trying to convince him you know to you know basically you know uh, do this but the whole time adam driver has a character named don quixote who a guy who believes he's don quixote uh, through the film and it's this it's it's a complicated movie but it's brilliant and when you see it the second time like i said there was a subtle nuances that i didn't notice the first time watching and i thought it was great now sip on didn't care for the movie <laughs> it wasn't his cup of tea he didn't he didn't say it was a bad movie he just didn't think it was a, a he he there he says if, if if i had to pick other terry gilliam films this wouldn't be on the top of the list this would be like way in the bottom uh, of of movies like he loved Thailand he kept talking about that one over and over again he enjoyed that one highly um and then but he goes this this was not as good i thought it was a really good film so i i yeah like i said i recommend it you know if 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 it, it if it's if you like a little bizarre this is definitely a movie you should watch you know kind of thing it's it's out there it's 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 one of those like it's like all of those movies it's a dream sequence it's going from reality to dream and you don't want you don't know which is real like a type of thing at the end of the movie until you get to the end of the movie and then if you still there's still questions or still you have to walk out going okay was that real or was that something that was a dream and and like why why did this happen so it's it's one of those talk movies you have to talk through it almost to figure out different different parts in the movie but at the end i mean you i felt satisfied when i watched it i understood it i understood the ending i got it you know sip on had to question everything like he always does and you kind of go and you know it's like well you gotta watch it again you know kind of thing because because he he would bring this uh director uh movies he always do shorts you know you've seen a few of these a guy named dante 
from 10, 14 films, apartment films. And we watch these and go, what the fuck did we just watch? You know, (laughs) what was that last half hour of crap that we just watched? You know, kind of thing. And he laughs, you know, every time. (laughs) And I said to him, I said to him on Wednesday, I said, I said, remember, (laughs) remember, remember when you used to laugh every time we would see those Dante films and when we go, what the fuck was that? I'm like, this is my revenge. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we have six more to go. So. <laughs> yeah, six. So, you know, so but three of them are Mighty Python films, so I can't really, you know, uh, say, say they're really going to be weird. But I'm excited for the next, you know, the next uh, viewing. Um, you know, we got, of course, we got The Fisher King, which is a really good film. You've seen that one. Right, right. Um, one I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to is uh, The Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um Okay, with Johnny Depp. Uh, Stacy likes that one. Yeah, it's based on a uh, hunter, a book by Hunter S. Thompson. He's an actual writer uh, from this like sixties. 60- yeah, it's like an it's like a semi autobiographical. Right, right, and there's a documentary actually on Pluto that's been going around uh, talking about Gonzo journalism. That's what he's known for. This uh, Hunter S. Thompson, and um, it, it's basically that's the the premise of it and you actually you know get to see the i've seen the documentary and i'm like i'm excited to still see this movie about him so that's thing the other one is which i don't think it's going to be as weird is the the brothers grim uh with uh johnny depp and um not johnny depp but with matt damon and Heath ledger sorry yeah so there's there's the regular three ones and of course you got life of brian um the uh uh mighty python's uh, and the Holy Grail and uh, Meaning of Life. So they're the other, they're the last six that we have to see. And I'll, of course, we'll, I'll tr- when I get to them, I'll definitely talk about them and watch them and I'll let you know and what I think. And uh, but uh, those are the two though for the last two weeks that we think. Um, and then of course uh, Netflix dropped a couple of big bombshells uh, uh, this past week. Um, one is the there's new episodes of The Tiger King. Uh, yep, yep. Stacey and I already watched watched it. It felt weird being like, "Hey, we're quarant." When we first watched Tiger King, we were quarantined, quote unquote, and we're watching Tiger King season two, quarantine, quote unquote. <laughs> now I haven't I haven't gone too far into it, but I've I you know I mean it's it's like a train wreck. You you can't look away. You have to like stare intently at it and and wonder you know. And I did enjoy the first series, you know, to type of thing. So I can't wait to to finish it out. Though I've been watching more of, um, they they have the live action of uh, Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. This is an animated series uh, back from like the late nineties, ninety six or ninety eight. I think it's ninety eight. Um, but this came out. Um, it's a twenty six episode thing in the original uh, anime series. It's kind of uh, you know about bounty hunting. Um, you know the 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 ship, the ship that they live on is the Bebop, and they're all cowboys is is bounty hunters. That's why it's Cowboy Bebop, and you know it's 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 like a high tech, you know, kind of like a cyberpunk kind of uh, feel to it and all. Um, so they did a live action version of it uh, that was um, I think ten episodes, if I remember correctly. If uh, let me just looking up as as we're talking here, um, yeah, ten episodes. Um, they're about an hour piece, uh, a little under hour, you know, uh, hour or less uh, for it. I'm enjoying it. I know a lot of people have been criticizing about it. Like, like it's not. Uh, yeah, I think I think the people. Have you seen? The, have you ever seen the cartoon? Yes. Okay. 
I have not. Full disclosure, Cowboy Bebop. I think I, I think I seen like the first episode because it was on Netflix. So it was also on Hulu. And there's a part of me that every once in a while, Voodoo sells it like super cheap. And there's always a part of me that wants to buy it because I'm into anime and I feel like this would be something that deserves. If if you like anime, it's like the OG anime films or mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. You know, like it should be on a shelf, going like I also have this. But I also feel myself doing myself with the servers because I was like, I should at least watch it once. Um, I, I like I said, I watched the first episode of the cartoon. I enjoyed it. I thought it wasn't bad. I just never got any further than that because when I started watching it, when I've been like two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. um, I was interested in the live action because the cast looked really, really good. I know that um, the lead actor, the guy who plays Sulu from the new, the reboot Star Trek film, John Cho, yep. Yes, he um, got hurt on set, so they kind of had to postpone it for a little bit, so he got better. Um, that's the reason. I think it was supposed to come out earlier this year or at some time last year, but either way, I'm, I'm glad it's out. I have not had a chance to see it. I've There's some other stuff on on TV that I want to get around to what I did the last two weeks. Um, I, I can throw in the hat in the ring. Um, I'm interested. I've also heard the not positive reviews, but I've also not. It's one of those things where I kind of, in my heart of hearts, I feel like the people who are being really nitty picky about it are the people who live, breathe, and die by the anime series. And the translation from cartoon to live action might not be exactly where people were hoping it would be. Right. Um, I. I'm going to say, like, whenever you reboot or re- reimagine something, it's never going to be the same. I'm excited to see it. I'm also not going to be, like, super critical of it because I don't know enough about it. I guess it would be like if someone, re- let's say, would re- reboot uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, really? You're going to do that? And this doesn't <laughs> seem right. This doesn't right. I'd probably be critical of something like that if I loved something as much as some people who love Cowboy Bebop. So I can't. I'm of the camp of like, well, I guess, you know, yeah, argument is valid if you've, because it was only one season. It's right. not like, it's, it's, it's like people who like The Office, the British version, you got 12 episodes and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and anything else after that becomes like, you know, you, you kind of protect the, that, that small amount of time, I guess, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited for it. I, I mean, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I said, I mean, like I'm a I'm a huge fan of the anime series. I've watched it several times, you know, through since the late '90s until, you know, recently. Okay. I, you know, I could say because it wasn't until like a few years ago that I you, you you couldn't find it really. I mean, like like right. like I think I found it like one day I found it on Hulu and I was excited. I watched it on Hulu because I was like, wow, my God, it's on Hulu. Like this is this to me is one of those animes that like it's like kind of like like Star Blazers. You'll never find it again. Like I, I can't right. find. Like I got bootlegs of it. I, I mean, I could spend a fortune because at the time it was released on DVD. I think when DVDs first came out or whatever. And right. that, but now it's like it's out of print. So everything now like is whatever. It's a resale market type of thing. And I'm just not going to get it. You know, basically because you know I'm not. I'm not spending right. like three hundred dollars on a DVD. Just you yeah. know. I usually pay more attention because the whole series was out on Blu-ray like not too long ago. Which one? Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I bought it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I said we, up until recently, like, gotcha, gotcha, like you know, gotcha. what I'm saying, like, like it wasn't like like you could find Cowboy Bebop anywhere because it was like, 
like like I remember like a guy and I and I didn't buy it then. There was a guy at you know this, we're getting local kids Tower, Tower Records. There was this guy that I would talk to at night because like sometimes I'd go on Tower because they were they were open to midnight like the old days like right. you know like you know if you were out or whatever and like I used to be like you know my friends would go home or whatever and I'd be like you know I'm gonna drive over to Tower. It's like it's like ten thirty like it was an early night or whatever. I'm gonna hang out at Tower for a little bit and there was a guy who'd work. And, you know, he was like a, like an aging rocker kind of guy. And, and, you know, and he was, he, he worked the films section, you know, type of thing. And I remember like flipping through and he's like, we talk about anime and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of old school though. Cause that's like, I like speed racer and I like, yeah, uh, uh, star blazers and, you know, Robotech and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Oh dude, you got to check out cowboy bebop. And I was like, Oh really? But the sets were like sixty dollars a piece or something like that, because it was like every it was like so many episodes, and you know, because right. it was a Japanese import and stuff. And he goes, "Dude, it blew my mind! Like it's it was unbelievable." And I happened to catch it somewhere, and I forget how I caught it. I think it was on YouTube or something like that, like years ago, and it was like taken down. But I was like, I was like, oh my god! Like this, this was anime. <laughs> Like, I like, like, like it was so, so biz- like, cause you know, it's like, you you see like speed racer and there's kind of like fighting and all, but people kind of live, you know, like, you know, in the eighties right. with like GI Joe, you know, they'd fight each other, but like they, they would like parachute out the last minute before the ship blew up or something like that. And you didn't see anybody die, you know, I think same with transformers, they shoot each other, you know, and so on. So, you know, so it was like, it was like, so bizarre like to watch now i mean robotech was like kind of like that too but i love that like that's the one thing but they they did edit that down for american television so when you got to see like the real version of it, it's like oh you know like it is completely different so you you're kind of blown by my you know you're like wow this is awesome so every once in a while i would catch it somewhere and i'd watch it. i think i was like on comcast like on, on demand somewhere on an anime section you know, kind of thing. It slipped through. I remember it was on um, Adult Swim's uh, uh, anime. Uh, 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 the tsunami. Tsunami, you know, kind of thing. I quieted then, and they didn't cut it at all. Like, it was unedited and stuff. So it was like, like you'd catch it once in a while. It was like, it was great to watch that series, you know? And it was like, and it's like, wow. And then when it can't hit Blu-ray a few years ago, I mean, I, I got, I, I, I didn't buy it. Somebody got it for me as a gift because I, I asked for it. And I, I watched it. I was like, I'm like, wow, like this is this is this is true. Like this is great, you know, type of thing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm over, I'm overblowing it. I think a little bit in terms of it's not the best anime out there, but it's it's really good. It's like a it's really good story. Like you know, if you like the kind of like, I mean, kind of felt Star Warsy a little bit. You know, like it doesn't over explain technology. They just use it. You know, kind of thing. There's no force or anything, no Jedi's or anything like that. But they have spaceships, and they have to. You know, it's it's kind of like Boba Fett if he didn't have his armor. You know, that's how, right. <laughs> that's how we, you know, kind of like you know, think of it in your head. You know, kind of thing. And they're they're trying to make money and, and and survive in this in this universe. You know, type of thing. And there's not much of Earth left anymore. And you know, people are on space stations or different planets now, living in colonies and. You know, and it's, but like the colonies are just kind of like different little cities or, you know, or, or different little towns and stuff. And they have to visit and, you know, type, type of thing. And it's, it's just, it's just a so immersive world and you, they don't over explain it. They don't, they don't have to, they don't speak, you know, like keep feeding you stuff like, oh, this is so-and-so and, you know, you know, and give you a backstory and you're going, oh, okay, you know, you're, you're now in little Tijuana, you know, like type of thing. It's a city, you know, that's on this planet and you're like. Okay, you know, like sure, you know, 
<laughs> you know, and it looks like like a Mexican town, you know, like type of thing. Right. <laughs> like, and you're like, all right, I'm in, you know, like, like, you know, like, yeah. And, and, you know, some of the technology they're using ships and they're, you know, they, they, they use something and then you figure out what it is. You I mean, you can, you can, your brain connects the dots on what they use. So you're kind of like, it's not like a kid's thing, you know, and it's, it's really good that way. And, uh, like I said, I, so watching the live action movie, they, again, they did the same thing, you know, type of thing. They've used yeah. more though, like some things like, I th- this is where I think the problem comes in. Like, because the way of cable way up up is it's, it's hundreds of years in the future so you you you're not going to see things like an, an old camaro like an old 60s or 70s camaro driving right. through but they're using that in this it, it, you know in this iteration because they're not they're not going to build futuristic cars because they you know they have so much budget that they can you know spend on so they right you know they got this old classic car that they're using instead that they're they're you know for for whatever reason, it was probably Bumblebee <laughs> from a Transformers movie <laughs> that they got real cheap because it's, it's it's basically a yellow Camaro, the old yellow Camaro that he used to be in the, I think, the first Transformers movie or whatever, okay. you know, that they've used. And it was just like, okay, you know, like, you kind of you kind of see. But they still have, like, the ships, you know, and the technology and you know, they have the vid screens, like the, they're looking at this. There's, there's one that I always think is cool. They have the computer that's a vid screen and there's nothing there. It's just two antennas, like these two things on either side. And it, you know, and basically the screen like appears in the middle, you know, and it's oh, okay. holographic, you know, type of thing. So like, you know, so it's, it's not like a, a it's like a laptop without the, the top part of the laptop, like, you know, instead of folding, it's just these two antennas that stick up right. and then, and this, the, the lights, go between the two antennas and make the screen out of it, you know, type of thing, you know, uh, there was, there was a lot of elements that, that made it like, you know, they had the, there was, there's a show about bounty hunting that talks about different bounties and stuff, like how much they're, they're, they're worth and like maybe why, why they like did it or the re, you know, the reason why they're looking for it, you know, kind of thing, you know, and they have the two characters and they have them in this, the show as, as the characters. And you're like, Wow, it's you know it's 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 a it's a good you know I consider it like almost like a continuation of the series you know like a, a okay. or, or a retelling of the series really because it it kind of tell it kind of has the same characters and, and and the reason why it's just slightly different but it's like like watching a you know going from the old show to the to a movie you know they're they're right. going to retell the story they're not going to tell exactly the show because they're going to shorten it or they're going to, you know, well, it's only 10 episodes and they're, but they're an hour long instead of a half hour. So it's kind of like 20 episodes. If you, if you broke them out in a half hours, you know, uh, you know, so, but I, I'm enjoying it, you know, and I haven't finished it all the way through, but you know, I I mean, I, I think they're, like you said, the cast is doing a great job and the, and the scenery is, is, is great. And, you know, and just, it's, it's a good mix to me. So, uh, you know, if, if, if you like, if you like kind of like, you know, speechristic and jazz, you know, it's, it's like, you'll right. love it, you know, but there's less jazz and more, uh, you know, action packed. It's an, it's an action back series. It's really good. Okay. All right. Uh, how about you? Else? I mean, what, I mean, since you've been relaxing, have you been doing anything? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, there's been stuff. Um, I, I guess on the video game front, I went back and I platinum, uh, guardians of the galaxy, which I was happy about. Um, I'm currently playing, Judgment, um, it's uh, from the Yakuza series where you play as a um, a lawyer who who kind of 
quit being a lawyer or got disgraced. He's a disgraced lawyer who became a private detective. Hmm. Excuse me, and he's trying to uh, solve this crime. There's like a serial killer, and it ties in with like um, big pharma in a way and police corruption. It's, it's it becomes like this. I think there's ten, ten chapters, and I'm on chapter eight. I'm not doing the. I'm I'm just following the story because the game itself can be kind of long because it's the Yakuza series. I talked about this with uh, Like a Dragon, where it's a lot of just talky, talky, talky. You know, um, and sometimes it, it, that bothers me a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, because especially when it comes to like, it's not. I wouldn't say it's a JRPG because um, it's more action oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but because there's so much talking in it, it can sometimes feel like oh, I, I don't, I don't have time for this. I'm watching a five minute cutscene where all give me some punchy, punchy, kicky, kicky stuff to do. Um, however, that's not the case with this one. I'm kind of interested in the story because I, I like a good mystery. Um, I don't know who like they don't give you any kind of like clues to be like, oh, who do you think the killer is? I guess you could probably figure it out on your own, but I'm actually engrossed in the story, so I'm trying to get through the game before I go back to work, so that way I can at least trade it in and be done with it, because I'm, I'm still playing like Far Cry 6, and you know, but I'm like, I kind of want to get done it, because I'm, I'm actually invested in the story, which is funny to me to say, uh, and I'm also interested in getting through it, because they have already made a sequel to the game called Lost Judgment, so I'm kind of curious to see like how this ends and how the next one picks up. I'm 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 invested in that, so I'm kind of like excited about getting through it. Mm-hmm. Um, Guardians was you know Guardians of the Galaxy was Guardians. I, like I said, I think on a previous show, all I had to do was like maybe like a second pass um, to get certain items, and I got those items pretty relatively like two hours out of my day mm-hmm. to, to platinum it, which made me really happy and proud because I like when I'm platinum a game. Um, we did this past week. Um, I guess, well, I guess when we well we haven't really talked about it, but I'll spoil a lead. Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pearl came out this week. Um, spoilers, in case if it's on your list of games. <laughs> that was last week, but yeah, last week. Um, well, we pre-ordered Brilliant Diamond, but obviously because we're in lockdown, we can't go get it. Um, we were. Stacey and I, we were coming up with some ways of like, like, oh, well, you know what? If I call them up, I mean, they can ring me out because if it's paid in full, they can just ring me out, throw it out the back door while we'll sit there and wait. Like, so that we're not like in contact with anybody. <laughs> just kind of like definitely, definitely like, like trying to covert, not covertly, but trying to do it like, okay, we, oh, we can because we're allowed to go outside for like a half hour. According to the, you know, Department of Health, we just weren't like, you guys can go outside for get some fresh air, or go to a park and all, but you'd want to wear a mask. Don't, don't really associate with people, (laughs) which is, I mean, that's kind of a dream come true for me anyway. (laughs) We don't have to interact with people. This is awesome. Right. So like the idea was like, well, we can, you know, hop in the car, we can drive up. We won't go into the mall. I have them ring me out, open, open up our back door. Cause it's, it's, you've seen it. It opened up our back door right into the, the parking lot. So I'm like, well, we could just have them, I'll let them know when we're here. They can run out, put it on the ground, and shut the door. And then we, like, very, very, like, ha- like a handoff almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but we realized we didn't pay for it. I didn't pay for it in full yet. So what we actually wound up doing was we canceled our pre-order, got, like, a, a download card, you know, like like a $20 gift card for Nintendo, and Stacy bought it digitally. So she's been playing that. Um, 
it looks like Pokemon Go or Let's Go Pikachu. It looks like all the other Pokemon games. I haven't really watched it because when she's been playing it, I've been either playing my own game or asleep. You know, um, she. There was yesterday. I did spend. I don't know. I feel like, like an hour on the phone with Nintendo because we've talked about how she lost all her Animal Crossing information. And we noticed that when I signed into our Switch, I don't have my friends list. I don't have all the games that I purchased. So in, in a kind of like a Hail Mary pass, I contacted Nintendo. And they were very nice enough to, through the conversation, we came apart the fact that I was using the wrong, I was using a different email on the other Switch that we had. Mm-hmm. So once I got that email and signed on and everything like that, all my stuff came back. Since all my stuff came back, I was like, well, since you're looking now at this email and all the stuff that I bought, where's my backup file for Animal Crossing? Because I know I did it, you know. And again, met with the, no, there's nothing here, which infuriates me on multiple levels because I know for a fact that the moment that we were able to save our island, we did it mm-hmm. multiple times. And every time we've looked in, every time we started the game, it said like, hey, you have X amount of, this is the last time it was saved. This is the last time it was updated. And I'm like, I, I know that information's there. And then you're telling me it's not there. So either there's a gross miscarriage of, of like, like lost information out there and Nintendo didn't tell anybody about. Because I can't, I don't feel like we're the only ones that this has happened to. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it sucks because it's like they're like, well, there's nothing we could do. Sorry, oh, wop, 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 wop. And I just feel like going, if you guys didn't make it feel like it's Fort fucking Knox, and give us better access to our information, maybe we would have been able to find it easier. Maybe it right. Didn't... Yeah, you're telling me I I can't see it for myself, but you're telling me that it's not there, and it's just like. Not that I don't believe you, but it's just like if I could see it with my own eyes, then I'd be like, right, I, I right. feel okay about it. You know, like and it's I gone, think, it's gone. I, I think that's where like it's frustrating because as as a tech guy, when, when they tell Stacy, it's like when they told Stacy the first time, I'm like, nah, that can't fucking be. There's got to be a way because I'm I'm stubborn and I'm also like, there's no way you're trying to tell me that you and you. I know she did it. I know I did it. Maybe it's just lost information and they're just not looking in the right spot. Maybe. I can give them some information or think of something different. And then the first time I contact them, they're like, no, it's gone. And I'm like, well, that fucking sucks. And then it bothered me that I couldn't have my friends list. And like, I bought like some digital games and I couldn't redownload them. So I'm like, well, maybe I don't have, maybe I didn't give them the right information. And then I was like, well, I just need to sit down and talk to them. Like, well, Hey, surprise. Here's, you know, COVID. Now you got some time. And the woman who was on the tech support was real nice, real sweet. You know, I, you know, I know they're trained to tell you, you know, to apologize to you, you like every, like every time they come back after being put on hold. So she was doing that job. But like in the end, I have to get my, everything linked up and back. And it's like, but there's still nothing like, what the fuck? Like, I know it was there. I've seen her do it. I know I've done it. And it's like, well, then my head starts doing like, these different calculations are going well on the first switch I was the main account and then we added Stacy now this time around Stacy's the main account and they added me maybe if we reverse that but it you know like maybe if we erase the you know like start over again 
and I'm sitting there going, no, because the save file is a save file. That it, it's got nothing to do with that. So it's, it's it's one of those bitter pills that I have to swallow of being like, I Nintendo fucked up somewhere. They had to, and I. I, I mean, and I'm willing to admit that I was at fault for not going through, like, not saving it the way we were supposed to. Mm. But that's the reason, the whole reason why they did those backup files was in case something like this were to happen, that you had a backup file saved in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even like made sure that that we were like we had a family plan to make sure in case we had to re-download that information and everything. And they're just like, no, it doesn't exist. It's like, well, how can you say that? Because well, I know we did it, and now it's my word versus your word, but you're the one holding the key to the kingdom, and we're saying, yeah, but we belong there, and you're like, Sarah, your name's not on the list. It's like, but here, here's my here's my key. Oh, sorry, I still don't see the name in your list. Like, But I did everything you said. Nope. Sorry, Sean, I don't see you. I don't see Stacy. Like, oh, well, see you later. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, can't you even see, like, how many hours? Like, I can look at how many hours I personally have in Animal Crossing, which is, like, 125. You know, Stacy had like 500 and almost 600 hours in it. It's like you can see that there was people playing, and you're just trying to tell me that you want to now blame us that we never enacted something that was super important from the start. Mm-hmm. When, as a computer person, knowing the importance of backing up information, you're going to try to tell me that we didn't back it up? Fuck you, Nintendo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and they just kind of go like, yeah, we're not going to do anything. There's nothing we can do. Sorry, sucks to be you. We apologize. And I just feel like going, yeah, that's not good enough, you assholes. Like, <laughs> like but I mean, it, it all being said, so like Stacy was playing when when we do the show. I she was on Animal Crossing. She was Splatoon twoing it, and I don't know if she's played any Diamond today. Um, but I'm like, all right, yes, yeah, so she's back doing that. Um, as far as TV goes, uh, I have been doing some things. Give me a second. Let me take a swig here. Okay. Um, I watched, well, Disney Plus, I watched um, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. Saw that. Fucking love that movie. <laughs> if you have, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you have seen it. I've seen it in theater. I mean, I, I, okay. I yeah, and I, I loved it. I was like, I was like, I, I, because my, my wife's like, do you know this character? I'm like, no, I don't. I, I honestly don't know this character. Um, and, and I told her, I said, to be honest with you, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But after seeing the movie, you're going, God damn it, <laughs> Marvel, you did it again. You made well, me care I, about a character. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Like going in, I was like, okay, well, it's Disney Plus. I, I'm I'm interested in seeing it. I heard everybody that I know has seen it has really liked it. So I'm like, okay, well, there's you know good word of mouth. And watching it within like the first like ten minutes, I'm like already hooked. I'm like, oh my god, this movie's really really good. It's like a combination of old, you know, the old Japanese uh, action movies with a modern day CGI and Marvel twist to it. I'm like, the fight scenes were fucking unbelievable the story itself was it's your mediocre origin story <clears throat> but the way it's played out it's nice and i was like at the end i was like wow i don't give a shit about shang chi and the ten rings i didn't go in and i i'm like i'm waiting for a sequel am i gonna buy the comic book no you know <laughs> if he were to pop up in another movie i'd be like oh i like that guy he's yeah. cool like you know <laughs> I got no beef with him but I'm not you're not gonna be you're not gonna find me going and here's my Shang-Chi collection like I'm, I'm just <laughs> not I'm like I 
I'm gonna be one of those people who like who's the people who like the Harry Potter films but's never read the book. That's gonna be me because <laughs> <laughs> I could be. I love that movie when he got the rings and all that kind of stuff and the way they sit on his arms and were like, yeah, in the comic books, it's actually rings for each one of his fingers. Oh, that makes no. <laughs> that's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> movie's better. The movie's better. I I I thought it was really good. I really really was like. I'm like okay. I, I put that on my Christmas list, you know, like because I, I like was super impressed with it. I was very very happy with it. Hmm. Uh, then I also watched Jungle Cruise. Oh um, yes, I thought it was it was a cute action flick. I was there were that there was a twist in it that I was surprised to see. Um, I didn't see that coming. There was like a little a little twist, and hmm. then you know by the end of the movie you're like, oh okay, everything kind of works out, and I know they're supposed to be making a sequel, so. Look for Jungle Cruise too, Electric Boogaloo, you know. <laughs> um, I then um, then oh, what else did I watch? Um, Stacy and I finished. Uh, we finished Dope Sick. We think it's like a limited TV series. Like I don't think there's a sequel. I don't think they're going to have a season two. The way it ended, mm-hmm. um, kind of was like, hey, this is what's happening in 2020, 2020 and twenty twenty one. You're like, oh, okay, I guess they're they're done. Um, I did watch. Since I was on Disney Plus, I did peek at the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, okay. Um, I the the monsters episode <laughs> is he's just a character to watch. Um, just it was to me. I get the biggest kick out of watching him just being like, "Ooh, ah, scary." Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also watched um on Netflix. I know you were watching Cowboy Bebop, but Red Notice also came out. Hmm. Um, that's with with, the, with Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot. Um, I watched about half of it. I haven't gone back to it. I, I maybe I will, maybe I won't. I'll be honest. It was a cute film. From what I you know the, the half that I saw, it did remind me of a bunch of other flicks. Like first movie that popped into mind was Tango and Cash. You know, like, hmm. as weird as it seems, like because like The Rock's a cop. And he gets, you know, he's going after Ryan Reynolds, and he captures him. But then after he captures him, he's set up to be, uh, like, they think that he also swapped out. They're after these three eggs of Cleopatra. And there's two are known, and the third one's not known. And there's a, a buyer who's willing to give, like, his X amount of dollars if the person can come with all three of them. Mm-hmm the standard plot of a movie like oh everyone's got to capture an egg and there's three of them and two are well known ones like super missing so the rock gets a tip from like the um i forget what the the bishop i think it's the bishop is is the tagline like the super secret super um thief is and drops a tip to the rock saying, Oh, Ryan Reynolds' character is going to be here to steal the first egg. And he captures Ryan Reynolds, saves the egg. And you're like, Yay. But then the bishop, played by Gale, is, swaps out the real egg for a fake egg, which makes the rock all of a sudden like a patsy. Mm-hmm. So he gets thrown in the same jail with Ryan Reynolds, ironically enough, in the same cell with Ryan Reynolds. And they come up with a plan to break free and go after the eggs and try to beat her to the three of them and that you know because he wants to capture her to clear his name and obviously Ryan's got the skills to break out of any jail mm-hmm. you know and super 
you know, super thief. Um, so you're like, okay, and they wind up in like a gulag type prison, and you're like, oh, I kind of remember this, and in, in like this movie, or like I said, kind of Tango and Cash, two guys that don't really get along with each other now have to work together to bring down a third person. You know, it's the enemy, and my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, and of course she's super smart and super sassy, and like they're in jail, and you find out like she paid off like the warden to get these two to have a sit down with her so she can kind of rub it in their face that she's the best one out there and and is willing to split the money with Ryan because he kind of knows where the third egg could be and of course Ryan says no and she's like okay well you guys can ride in here for a little while longer and when I come back with when I have the other two eggs your percentage will go from like 10% down to 5% and that's when The Rock comes up with a plan like well we need to break out to try to stop her and you know wackiness ensues Mm -hmm. like you go now these guys are on the run as fugitives but yet still have access to millions and millions of dollars to be able to fly all around the world to be able to thwart Gal Gadot's character in some way, shape, or form. I mean, there's even a tango scene where The Rock and Gal have a tango while they're arguing with each other. I'm like, I've seen that in, like, True True Lies, Mrs. and Mrs. Smith. I'm like, there's nothing in this movie, with the exception of the three of them, that makes me think that this movie's original in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> you know? Right. And... and I mean, while it's nice to see the three of them on screen and interact with each other, because there's definitely chemistry. There's definitely like, you know, when there's a moment where when anybody has a drink of alcohol in their hand, I'm quick to see what label they're drinking because Ryan's got like a gin company and Rock's got a tequila company. Obviously, they're, they're product placement, their own shit. You know, like I'm like, OK, well, there's aviation gin and there's. I forget the rocks tequila, you know, I'm like, all right, there's product placement for the two of them. And it all seems like, like a very fancy car commercial without cars. <laughs> hmm. Like at the end of the movie, I'm going to say red nose brought to you by the Ford fusion. <laughs> like, um, it's, it's cute and it's entertaining, but it's, it's, I'm going to say fluff. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm glad it's on Netflix and not in theaters. Cause I don't think this would do well in theaters. I think Netflix, obviously, it broke records. Like, the biggest, fastest, like, the a billion people have watched it already. It's like, that's awesome. A billion people watched a meh kind of movie. <laughs> I don't, had this been in theater, it probably would have won opening weekend, but it would have quickly died the next weekend because I think reviews would have been, like, uh, it's kind of a me- mediocre action film. You know, watched, if you, if you enjoyed this movie, go watch Lethal Weapon. Right. <laughs> you know, the, probably the recommendations are probably more uh, <laughs> more exciting right, like, than that was, but but it's like, probably still like, a good movie. Like like I said, I, I was enjoying it. I don't I don't, I'm not hating the movie. I just feel like if you see that movie and you go, okay, well, this reminds me of the the camaraderie between the two of them. Remind me of Lethal Weapon, or reminds me of Tango and Cash, or even Demolition Man. Like you know the 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 chemistry of like, oh, well, I'm super uptight and straight laced and you're not. And we have to now work together to overcome these massive odds. Like I said, you've seen it before mm-hmm. and you're, and you're always going to say it. It's not, it's, it's your standard movie trope, right. you know, but it just, it's, if I don't mind that as long as it's executed well and you enjoy the movie, which I was, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I'll be honest, not enough to go back and finishing it up because (laughs) 
I don't know if you've seen or not, and, and this goes into what else I've been doing, is um, they did the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Have you seen it? Yes. What did you think? Uh, I can't wait to see the movie. It's coming out soon, and I'm excited, and it's just, it's, I mean, you, so far they haven't, I mean, because I, I haven't seen the recent, <laughs> recent Disney superhero movies, you know, in terms of uh, the Eternals or, or uh, Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage. So, uh, you know, I haven't been disappointed so far. So, especially with uh, the iteration of Spider-Man we have, I think it's great. So, like, you know, it's just like, I, I can't wait to see if, if there's going to, what like, what how it's going to unfold. I mean, we're getting bits and pieces of parts and characters and this person's going to be, you know, you know, I'm just super excited because I want to see how it all, you know, unfolds. So, it's, it's going to be awesome, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really excited too. I did notice. I mean, I'm sure you've probably been paying any any attention to the internet. There, uh, at the very end of the trailer, you have Spider-Man swinging head on into what looks like um, him being alone, going to fight Electro, Sandman, and the Lizard. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look closely, on there's two versions. The I'm going to say the um, Latin American version of when they they there is a um, Disney's very Marvel's very known to kind of alter their trailers so they don't spoil too much. Um, but when there's a version of the trailer at that scene where you watch closely, it looks like the lizard gets punched by something that's invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's that was for a foreign release. The American release cut it there or re-edited it in a way that you don't see that moment. Mm-hmm. So it looks like in that moment, um, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, who's in the middle, um, Electro's eye line looks like it's above him, and the lizard obviously is above, below him, so it looks like there could possibly be Spider-Man fighting alongside of two other people to fight these three other people. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you could say that those two other, it's going to be two other Spider-Man. I am also going to say I don't know. Um, you know, the trailer did allude that when uh, there's the scene where Ock takes off Pete's mask and he says, you're not Peter Parker, which makes people think that he's referring to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man mm-hmm. since it might be from his universe. Um, you're like, all right. And then there's a shot of what looks like um, James Franco's um Black um, Green Goblin, mm-hmm. um, because obviously you can hear Willem Dafoe's back because uh, you have to talk over and you see him. You're like, oh my god, Green Goblin, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, and then you see very briefly somebody on a glider that looks very much like, uh, to me, it looked more like James Franco's um, Goblin than it did the guy in the second in in the other one, mm-hmm. um, in Amazing Spider-Man. I forget the character's name. I mean, the character named Harry Osborn, obviously, but the actor who played him. Um, I don't know. I'm, part of me maybe is like, maybe it's him. Um, somebody freeze-framed that moment, and the character looks... It's kind of hard to tell behind the goggles and things. It looks a little like Tom Holland. Like someone saying that maybe in another universe, Tom Holland turns into Hobgoblin and not Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, maybe it's an alternate version of him. You never know. Uh, it looks like... I, to me, it looks like 
there's two versions of Doc Ock because one has the red highlight on his arms and the other one doesn't, or maybe he gets it over the course of the movie. But it does look like Doc does play kind of like a mentor of such. It the plot itself looks really good. I'm I'm super excited. I don't like, but to answer like the question of like who is Spider-Man fighting with? Everyone wants to say it's going to be Andrew and Toby. I, I don't I don't know. I'll be honest, I don't care if it is or it isn't. I just hope the movie's good, and I think it will. Um, I'm also trying not to go in like, oh my god, they're going to have all three Spider-Mans in one movie. This is going to be phenomenal. And then walk out if it doesn't happen and be mad. I'm, 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 like, people on the internet are just kind of, they're setting themselves up for potential failure. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like they're all, like, their picture in their own head is going to be disappointment when they leave and they go, Oh well, this is nothing what I thought it was going to be. That fucking sucks. <laughs> it's like, well, you thought too much about it. How about just go in and sit down and watch the movie and let it unfold the way it's, they they want it to unfold, not the way you want it to unfold. Because mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, well, if if I mean, part of me is like, well, why can't Tom Holland play three different versions of Spider-Man? You know, like why does it have to be Tobey Maguire? Why does it have to be like? Like, even Loki himself, while he was a variant, there were some variants that looked like him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, sure, there's also the, the kid variant and the old man. So there's there's a possibility of, you know, that Spider-Man looking different in different universes. Sure. And if it's all... If Toby and Andrew make an appearance, great. If they don't, that's awesome, too. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see how it's going to work out. Um, but the, that seeing that trailer made me want to go back and start rewatching all the Spider-Man movies. <clears throat> so like I started a couple nights ago with Tobey Maguire. I started with this first Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And then last night I watched, uh, I was going to watch Spider-Man two. And for those people who know, there's two cuts of Spider-Man two. Um, there's Spider-Man two and Spider-Man 2.1, which was a couple different edits, a longer fight scene on the train, um, more Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's again this is where I kind of hate voodoo um, voodoo has it sold separately from Spider-Man 2 and I'm like well you know what I, I gotta check something so I went over to movies uh, my movies anywhere mm-hmm. app and I went to Spider-Man 2 and sure as shit Spider-Man 2.1 is is one of the special features so I'm like shame, shame on you voodoo for almost getting like another like 10 bucks out of people where no, I don't know how I got the 2.1 in the version that I like. There seems to be like they updated the information with the new release. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. um, because there is on the movies anywhere on both uh, one, two, and maybe three. There is like this Stan Lee legacy from Spider-Man to Homecoming, and I'm like, why is that on Spider-Man 2's? extra features because that set came out before they even mentioned Tom Holland even before Andrew Garfield you know like and the only thing I think of is when they put all the movies together in one package they filmed extra stuff and they just threw it on in there so I'm thinking that I might have gotten because not only did I get Spider-Man 2.1 I also got uh, Spider-Man 3 the editor's edition on my Spider-Man 3 movies anywhere option which, have you heard about this one? No. Okay, this one is um, the Spider-Man 3, which is 
some would argue a, a bad movie. Um, at one point in time for video release, they got the editor of the movie to re-edit the movie, and he shortened it by like about two minutes. One of those rare things where you shorten a movie by edit, editing it out. Um, there were certain things that they changed, like because I read it because I'm I'm interested in because I'm probably going to watch that tonight because <clears throat> I don't think I ever saw that version of that cut. And but before I did that, I went to see what were going to be the differences because it's been a very long time since I've seen Spider-Man three, and I don't know if I really want to see it twice just to see a movie that's two minutes shorter than the version that I saw in theaters. <laughs> <clears throat> so I, I looked it up and basically there's a moment in the movie um, <clears throat> for Spider-Man's side, Mary Jane has a, a conversation with him to kind of motivate him to kind of look for Harry's help. And then there's a moment where Harry's butler tells Harry that um, his dad was Green Goblin and um, to kind of get Harry to kind of reconcile with Pete mm -hmm. so they could work together to bring down the bad guys, which is Sandman and Venom. Um, in the editor's cut, however, those scenes are cut and it's it's redone and re not reshot, but re-edited so that Spider-Man and Harry, Pete and Harry, kind of come to this conclusion on their own without any kind of outside manipulation to get them to join together. <clears throat> on Harry's side, it's more like him looking at the photos of him, Pete, and Mary Jane and realizing that he's missing his friends and he should work. You know, like I, I'm assuming that's how it was described. Mm -hmm. That he looks at the pictures and realizes, oh, I should, what do you call it, put my differences aside and work with my friend to bring down a bigger threat kind of deal. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, all right, well, I, like I said, I'll probably watch that tonight and then move on to the Andrew Garfield stuff because I'm interested in watching. I don't think I've seen those two movies since they've been in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> You're not watching them on a regular basis? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. You know. <laughs> Shame on you. But like I said, there's that part of me that's like, well, you know, I, I do enjoy the Spider-Man movies. Maybe maybe now that I can go back and watch them again with, with fresher eyes and not jaded. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Um, i trying to think what else to do. Um, I did today start watching um, on Hulu. There's a, a Marvel cartoon called Hit Monkey. I... Uh, which, 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 yeah, I, I kind of see that, but I, I didn't see the, I didn't see it, but I saw the uh, what you're talking about, the, this the the series, and all it looks so weird. Um, it's 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 kind of out there. Like I said, I only saw the first episode, and the first, it's like ten half hour episodes. I would say um, it's based on a Marvel comic, a comic book. Again, never read. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, it's a monkey. He's a hit man or hit, you know, hit monkey. And uh, he has a ghost of a hit man who kind of look. Here's the first half hour is hit man goes and does a job um, to kill somebody who's going to be a political influencer. And he succeeds in that. However, the person who hired him for the job fucks him over and kills, tries to kill him. 
he gets away, but not before like a kind of like a, a mortal wound in his gut, and he passes out. These white monkeys drag him to like this um, hot tub springs that kind of starts healing him back to better health. And you're like, but during this time, there is a monkey who is against him being in the hot tub and in monkey language because they don't talk. They kind of, you know, do the monkey language. <clears throat> it basically says, like, this person is going to bring death among all of us. And they're all like, you know, he's the only one that kind of feels like this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, the, the hitman does get better and he does start to, like, you know, practice because now he wants to go murder everybody who basically it's going to turn into a revenge mission for this hitman who is you know really good at his job kind of an asshole but really good at his job um they the what do you call it um he he's practicing the the monkey sees all this tries tries to throw the guy under the bus and the other monkeys kind of kick him out of the the village the monkey out of Mm -hmm. the village um, and as he's like wandering the woodside, there's um, some army men trying to come after the hitman. Comes to the hitman, uh, shoots him, and then all the monkeys try to try to you know attack the the army guys, and all the army guys wind up killing all the monkeys, with the exception for our now our our lone survivor monkey who, who runs in, gets really really mad grabs the guns and starts shooting the place up and winds up killing all the army guys. <laughs> hmm. And as after he gets done that, the hitman somehow miraculously survives just long enough to kind of be like, you gotta, you gotta avenge your people now. Like, you can't just let this slide. You gotta get back at them for what they did and then dies. And you're like, Okay, and the monkey picks up the bag of guns and starts kind of basically walking towards the town. And at some point at the very end, um, the hitman's ghost appears and says, yeah, I told you this was going to get weird. End of episode. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in the beginning of the episode, there's like a big hit out on like a, there's a big gun sequence and our monkey is in like a, you know, like a, a hitman suit for lack of better terms and then like the whole series takes place like three months before that scene so you get it's like an origin story I'm like alright it's interesting enough to keep me going because I'm kind of curious to see how this plays out because it it's it's not invincible it, but it's good I mean it's it's adult oriented you know there's language there's blood uh, you know I'm like alright I'll you got me for five hours <laughs> like uh, I'm I'm not gonna be doing much. I'll maybe I'll, I'll I'll sit down. I'll maybe like take an episode here, take an episode there. So by like next week and go, Ed, watch season one of Hit Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like I do want to watch Cowboy Bebop. I did see that. They also started a. <sighs> trying to think, there was there any other shows that started on Netflix? Oh, not yet. I know the new season, oh, the second half of the He-Man show is coming out soon. I think either this week or next week. Hmm. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, they got Hawkeye, I think, coming out this Thanksgiving right. weekend. You know, week, you know, uh, 
this Wednesday, right. I think it is. So you're gonna you know, have that going on. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I, one one of the things I'm looking forward to is uh, the there. Uh, uh, Peter Jackson's doing a documentary on the Beatles called Get Back. It's actually all this footage that they shot um, uh, towards the end of their career uh, as the Beatles. And uh, he's he apparently got his hands on all the unused footage. that was. There was a film that came out back in like 1970 or something like that. And, uh, there was all this unused footage. They had hours and hours. And he's now like re- Doing it, I think, into a little mini series uh, type of thing. So I'm, I think that's okay. that's. I'm gonna look forward to that to to see that. I'm a big Beatles fan, so that's uh, gonna be interesting to see. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, that's it for me though. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think like I said, I looked through my notes. It's, I mean, outside of video gaming, which I talked about, um, that's that's pretty much it. You know, um, that's all I've been doing. Right. So, what's uh, what's what's what do I got to look forward to? What's, what do you got to look forward? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to uh, briefly go over last week. These are these like think the highlights of uh, last week's releases of the week. Um, so I'm going to hit you those first. Uh, I'm not going to give you every one because you know it just gets to a point where it's just too much. Uh, Jungle Cruise did drop. Uh, Disney's uh, Jungle Cruise did drop the, this past Tuesday, the 16th of November. So uh, if uh, if you enjoyed that movie and you want it in your collection, uh, it's available now to go get it. Um, Candyman uh, 4K is coming out. Um, uh, Judge, uh, Jordan Peele's uh, Candyman uh, came okay, out. The new one. Yes. So I think that's the the big one. Um, and you know that's that's it for. Um, that's it thing. I mean, I got a lot of 4Ks that, you know, nobody really, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, it's great. It's 4K, but, um, you know, a bunch of things. So I'm going to move on to this week um, in releases of the week, which was not much. So, <laughs> it gets ready. Uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It is coming on Blu-ray for the first time this Tuesday, the 23rd of November here in the States so, uh, if, or North America. So if you're, if you're a fan of uh, Mel Brooks films, and uh, Dracula movies, uh, there you go. Um, then we have uh, Night Gallery Season 1 is coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, so if any Night Gallery fans out there, if it's going on the, along the, the vampire vein. Um, Night Gallery? Yes. With, uh, I forget. The old 70s? Yes. Rod Serling? Yes. It's coming out on Blu-ray? Yes. Yeah, all right, interesting. Okay. Uh, then the 4K releases uh, getting uh, released uh, this week is uh, the Ten Commandments is getting a full release. It's this is both the 1920s and 1950s version. I forget what the two. There was okay. two different versions. There's actually two versions that are on 4K. So if if you're a Ten Commandments fan, there's two versions of it coming out. Uh, Adam's Family is getting a 4K release this week. Invasion of the Body Snatchers is also getting 4K. Um, oops, oh, here we go. I just uh, popped on. Yeah, 1923 and 1956 are the Ten Commandments. By the way, I'm sorry. So that way, if uh, if if you want to know the years, uh, that they're the two. I don't know if there's any other Ten Commandments. I'm sure there's a lot of them at this point. But uh, that's the that's what's coming out. Um, the Invasion of the Body Snatchers is getting a 4K. Citizen Kane is getting a 4K release. Uh, okay. uh, Uncut Gems is also getting a 4K release and uh, Menace to Society is also getting a 4K but it's the Criterion Collection uh, being added as well so it's getting a 4K and a Criterion at the same time so 
if, if you're a fan of that movie, there you go. That is all the movies out for this week uh, being released. There's not much. I think it's holiday season coming up here for us here in America. So that's uh, the reason why. Um, and then for video games, uh, not much. <laughs> we got Farming Simulator 22 published by Giants Software for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, Switch, and Stadia for November 22nd. And Death Door, developed by Acid Nerve and published by uh, Developer Digital for the PS4, PS5, and Switch. And that'll be on the 23rd of November, which is a Wednesday. And that is it, kids. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Well, I'm trying to think, like, uh, I don't have anything to report as far as video game goes, but let's get to news. All right. Because there's, there is some news out there. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let me just go back. Um, all right. <clears throat> I don't know. We, we might have talked about it in the past, but, um, since we I mentioned The Rock earlier and we both seen his movies um, he was in some of the Fast and Furious movies um, and most recently there's been very there's been talks long story short The Rock and Diesel don't get along anymore <laughs> uh, apparently during the filming um, The Rock has gone public they say Vin Diesel is not professional, kind of a jerk. Um, you know, definitely not not a, not a good leader. And Vin Diesel has come back and said the reason why I might have been kind of an asshole is to you know it was tough love on your to, for me to you. Um, so I was doing it out of love, which is why I was such a hard ass and to get the best out of everybody. You can buy that. You can buy that. What did happen is that there's bad blood bad blood between the two of them and right. so far as much that Rock has even said that don't expect him to be any more fan, any more franchise Fast and Furious movies he has his own spinoff the Hobbs and Shaw movie um, which is supposed to be getting a sequel um, it's a spinoff um, but the reason why I'm bringing all this up and this goes back a few weeks um, because like I said we've been out of it for a while um, beginning, in, beginning in November, Vin Diesel asked Dwayne Johnson to come back to Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> okay, um, he took to Instagram on uh, that that Sunday um, to ask Dwayne the Rock Johnson to bury their feud and return to the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, the two f- actors fell back uh, fell out back in 2016, clashing during the making of the Fate of the Furious. Um, Diesel, who also serves as a producer of the film, has said he's ready to bury the hatchet. Here is the what he put on his his Instagram. Um, <clears throat> my little brother Dwayne, the time has come. the The world awaits the finale of Fast Ten. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. There is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well send well wishes. Uh, but the time has come. Legacy awaits. <laughs> he continues. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo, which is Paul, which is what he called Paul. Huh. Um, I swore that we would reach the manifest, the best fast and finale that is ten. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other, 
I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. <laughs> now, of course, the feud has been well documented. Like I said in the beginning, um, the Rock calling out, uh, calling him out as a, calling a, him a chicken shit and a candy ass. Uh, Diesel has owned up to his role as creating attention on the set um, as part of a recent mental health profile back in June. He said that as role as producer, it's the tough love he gave The Rock to try to get the great performance out of him. Um, he quotes as saying it's it was a tough character to embody the Hobbs character, he said at the time. My approach at the time was a lot of tough love to assist in getting the performance where we needed it to be. As a producer to say, okay, we're going to take Dwayne Johnson who's associated with wrestling and we're going to force his cinematic world audience members to regard his character as someone they don't know. (laughs) I would think by then the rock had enough, enough films under his, but this way he had enough films under his belt that he stopped going by Dwayne, the rock Johnson and just went as Dwayne Johnson. Right. (laughs) Um, Diesel said that in, in, he needed to step up to get the Hobbs performance. He went out of the rock he said, Hobbs hits you like a ton of bricks. That's something I'm proud of. That aesthetic, it took a lot of work. We had to get there. And sometimes at that time, I could give a lot of tough love. Not uh, Fellini-esque, but I would do anything to have do in order to get the performance anything in anything I'm producing. Um, <laughs> so he basically, the like, you'll rock. you got to fulfill your destiny. <laughs> I just like the fact that you call him little brother. Right, and and now some people have talked about this. Um, um, let's see, um, there there were some stuff that I put. I, I did I put it? it it's it under is it under this article? Because I grabbed three articles about this. Because somebody was like, the moment you, um, the moment something like this happens, the internet, everyone's got an opinion, and someone kind of broke down like what he says. Like, first of all, in the photo that he put on his Instagram his he photoshopped it to make himself look bigger than The Rock like size wise right. not muscular wise but he looks like he zoomed himself up and <laughs> to make himself look just visually bigger than The Rock so um, <laughs> then somebody quoted like by by what he was saying by calling him my little brother Dwayne it's automatically you're kind of belittling him verbally uh, then you try to guilt him by bringing his kids into it by saying well my kids miss you and then you double down on that guilt by saying that you made a promise to Paul Walker that you'd finish the series and now if you don't do it you're you're insulting his legacy as well it, it, it someone like broke it down being like this definitely looks like it's like this play on I'm gonna say these things to make you try to plead to you to come back but it's all like not really the not sincere in the way it's written because it's all like a negative it's like a negative positive it's like they call it like I'm gonna I'm going to insult you but not but not insult you and then prey on your like because now if you don't do the movie it's gonna be like oh well you don't care about Diesel's kids you don't care about Paul Walker and his legacy it's gonna you know <laughs> <laughs> So, <clears throat> so I'm like looking. I'm like, okay, well, there's that one. Um, uh, Vin Diesel's play to to Dwayne Johnson for Fast and Furious Return just got a response. Um, this was then. Um, I don't know what day it was, but 
Uh, it's been established time and time again that Dwayne Johnson is done with the original Fast and Furious Fury storyline. Uh, but recently, Diesel, Vin Diesel, decided to set aside a year-long feud and publicly implored Johnson to reprise his role as Luke Hobbs in the Fast and Furious 10, which will have two parts, by the way. So it's not even just Fast 10. It's Fast 10 and 11. Uh, while Dwayne Johnson is yet to give an answer to Diesel's plea, uh, the <laughs> the Jungle Cruise's actor's business partner and co-producer, Hiram Garcia, uh, has responded to the possibility of The Rock's return in the final films for the franchise. Uh, recently, Garcia sat down for a chat with Screen Rant uh, while promoting Red Notice. Uh, during the interview, he discussed Dwayne John Johnson's Diesel's and the and revealed an unprecedented state of the world of the Fast Saga. Uh, nothing can be said for sure about Luke Hobbs' future main storyline. Uh, however, this is what he said. Um, <laughs> look, you never can predict or control what's going to come out of that world, so I'm very used to it by now. I think we're both very used to it. I know um, I haven't been able to really connect with DJ, that's what they call Dwayne Johnson, on it because he's been out promoting Red Notice, but yeah, I'm used to it. Uh, that's what comes with that world. You get crazy curveballs thrown at you, and you just roll with it. It's it's the Fast Family. <laughs> huh. uh, look, DJ is the biggest movie star in the world. No one's below trying all all attempts and approaches to try to get him on board. So I appreciate it. Uh, you got to take your shot. You never know. I'm sure there's a couple of DMs that slid in there too. I'm sure he slid into the DMs as well. <laughs> huh. So, <clears throat> while there's not a, an actual yes or no from The Rock's camp, uh, The Rock's business partner is like, well, you never know. I mean, I guess if he's going to... I haven't had a chance to talk to him about it, but it's a crazy world we live in. You never can tell. <laughs> never say never. <laughs> never say never. You know, you never know what's going to come from it. Um, I, I Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> Ultimately... <laughs> I have not seen Fast 9 yet. I, you know me. I'll watch it when it comes free on, to watch somewhere. Uh, I'm sure if I scrounge the internet, I could probably find it. <clears throat> so I'll probably, you know, one day, since I have a lot of time at the moment, maybe I'll try to watch that one night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't – I just feel like does the I – think the, I think both the Fast and Furious franchise is fine without The Rock. And I feel like The Rock is fine without the fans, Fast and Furious franchise. I don't think it's going to hurt either. Unless you have something written specifically in there that requires Hobbs to show up, I don't think you need him. Like, you didn't need him for nine. You didn't need him for eight. Or, you know, Fate of the Furious, I think it's Fast 8. Um, maybe. I don't know. Um, I feel like you could write a new character and have him be like the... Like, you know what I mean? Hobbs does. Hobbs is not the glue that keeps the family together. If you get my drift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the idea is is that like like because I mean like I've seen like internet like you, like videos like a, a talk about it and they're like saying that like there there was like an unresolved scene you know like type of thing and people been asking questions about it because that's the thing like like once you once you paint yourself in a corner you kind of have to you know. Um, continue on with it no matter what you know kind of thing because apparently there was a cut scene where uh, uh his character and another one and i can't think of her name right now she was i guess she was in it in another episode another movie uh shit um 
I can't remember. <laughs> I can't. Remember. I, I I don't see the movies long. I don't see the movies at all. Really. I mean, like I've seen a few of them. I've watched them. I'm like, hey, you know, it's it's car porn. It's basically comes down not to anymore. not and, anymore because the movie went from like car porn to like heist movie right but we just, with cars in it with cars in it you know kind of thing it's always it's always like whatever car they're using you know kind of thing and what ridiculous thing they can do with that car like True. like let's let's shoot it from space you know, like, kind of thing. or let's you know let's let's you know from one building to another you know like something right. ridiculous it's just it's just like uh, yeah okay there you couldn't use an elevator you know, like, right. we don't have time. I have to wait five minutes to hit that button and wait for the elevator to get to me, you know. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And there was, I think it was like a, like a, like a, like a, 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 a bumper at the end of one of, one of the movies, you know, and you're going, and it is like, it just never came up like after the fact. And you're going, all right, you know, and it's there was something well, yeah, too. Well, there's the, there is this. I think nine resolves that issue. Apparently, it's uh, it's it's the um, vengeance, a justice for Han, because in the end of one of the movies, Han, the Asian actor, um, gets killed in a car race that supposedly is because of Jason Statham. Mm. His character kills Han, and then yet in the next movie, he kind of they need him to 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 fix everything, or they need him as part as a bigger part of the plot. But there's no reference to like there's no but people like they say justice hashtag justice for Han because that's the character's name. Like, is he alive? Is he dead? Because we see him, you know, again, classic movie trope is if you don't see the body, then is he dead? Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently Fast 9 fixes that situation but they're also saying too like a lot of the movies my understanding is that the movies aren't taking place in a chronological order anyway or there is a um, you might say like a um, flat one of those movies is like a, oh well, no well this movie actually belongs here and we made this movie to fill in the gaps for this part between this movie and this movie it's it's hard to explain. Um, I think that there's an article about what is exit, what timeline did the movies fall onto because it's it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and one of those things is that you know the Han storyline doesn't have a finale, but I think F nine, which is the most recent one, does fix it or answers those burning questions that people have had. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't watched it yet, so I don't really know exactly if it does or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe I don't. Again, I don't think that's the reason why he needs Hobbs. I mean, I know that they they brought in Charlize Theron. Uh, this movie has got John Cena in it as Vin Diesel's long lost brother. Apparently, you know, this guy who talks so much about family has the last movie has a brother no one knew about it and the movie before that had a kid no one knew about mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like hey wait a second you you have a baby from another actress from another time and and it's all about the family and why what <laughs> and they also brought in Helen Mirren too at some point Helen Mirren actually plays the mom of J- Jason Statham and um what's her face um 
Charlize is there. Charlize and Jason are supposed to be brother and sister, mm. and their mom is played by Helen Mirren. And I'm like, really? Like, I'm, again, a woman. I just feel like she just she's got nothing to do on the weekend. She'll just film a couple scenes for this action movie and then be all be about her way. Because the last movie that she was in, the eighth one, she was in it for maybe like ten minutes, and you're like, why did why did you get her? Like. You could have gotten anybody, but I mean, all right, good for her. Like, it's great and all. I, I don't know if she plays a bigger role in this one. I think she breaks out somebody from jail, I think, because she's a bad guy's mom. I, I, I don't know. It, it's it's confusing to watch. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like there's going to be a moment where, like, Ed, I've decided to watch the Fast and Furious movies, all of them, <laughs> chrono- in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say I did it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I mean, I guess, I guess we'll find out when there's a trailer for Fast Ten, and if The Rock shows up or not. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope not. <laughs> I, I hope the feud continues on. This is more interesting than the movies. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. The, the definitely the um, movies are not as interesting as this little pissing contest between two millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it costs me nothing to watch this one. <laughs> right. Um, but speaking of movies that are coming out and all, mm-hmm. um, recently, well, not recently, a few months back, we've lost uh, Richard Donner, the great director of the Lethal Weapon series, the original Superman movie, mm-hmm. um, Goonies, um, a, a a plethora of 80s movies that kind of helped define a genre at a point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, at that time he passed, they were talking about one final Lethal Weapon movie, Lethal Weapon 5. Yeah. Now, at the time, he said, I'm, I'm going to direct it. We got everybody back. I'm going to direct it. And then not too long after that, he sadly passed. So then the question is, well, I guess that movie is now off the table unless, I mean, out of the people who are stars, there's somebody there who's an Oscar winner director. Maybe he would take up the reins. Um, and sure as shit, Mel Gibson will direct Lethal Weapon 5. <laughs> and, as a, and as a side note, Corey Feldman was right. I, I don't know. I don't know why Corey Feldman is in this article. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't he's never been in a lethal weapon movie so I'm like why does, why does he get to say unless he like tweeted going at the time he probably said it before everybody else like well why not just get Mel Gibson to direct the movie he'd be like the first person to say something on record and then he gets credit for it like at the time someone's like well who's gonna do it and Corey was like why not just get Mel Gibson and everyone's like shut your pie hole Corey no one's listening to you we got, you got no skin in this game and then all of a sudden an article comes out and Mel's like I think I'll direct it and Corey's going oh now you guys are taking this shit seriously <laughs> it's, 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 it's like aliens invading the planet and this popcorn is delicious <laughs> he goes like wait what <laughs> <laughs> What's this got to do with the other? Oh, please continue. I need I need to know where, where Corby Feldman fits in this. 
Well, okay, here, here, oh here. Okay, I'm gonna go. Mel Gibson had hinted at the prospect while speaking to Donner's longtime friend and the Goonies star Corey Feldman. Uh, Feldman relayed the story, saying, "One of the things Mel mentioned to me because we started talking about Lethal Weapon Five versus Goonies Two and the whole debacle, and I said I knew that there was no way he could have pulled off Lethal Five because you know he just didn't have it in him." Uh, you can't look at seven monitors at once and shoot seven cameras doing these action, action sequences and watch every detail of everything when you're 91 years old. That's a lot of pressure. God bless him. He was motivated, and he would have shown up on set and done his very best, no question. But I, I knew it was a lot to ask of a 91-year-old man. So Mel says to me, well, you know, people have been saying maybe I should just direct it. And I said, you should. That would be great. So who knows? The point was that maybe was maybe this will encourage Mel to take over the helm and direct Lethal Weapon Five. <laughs> now that's this is like that, that was in the middle of the article. So at the beginning of the article is um, Mel Gibson will take over for the late Richard Donner and direct the final installment in the Lethal Weapon franchise. Uh, what Corey Feldman said is true. Lethal Weapon Five is still happening, and Mel Gibson will direct. Uh, with Donner passing this past July. The legendary actor left a huge void in Hollywood at the age of 91. He was still working on what would be, what would be the last Lethal Weapon film in the franchise. Uh, this is the final one, the late filmmaker said to the Daily Telegraph, in both my privilege and duty to put it to bed. It's exciting, actually. <laughs> the last one, I promise you that. Um, over the weekend, uh, over this weekend, which is the weekend of uh, like about six days ago, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, uh, who portrayed Martin Riggs in the franchise announced during a Q&A at the experience with Mel Gibson in London that he would be helming the final film in the franchise. Um, the man who directed all the Lethal Weapon films, Richard Donner, he was a big guy, Gibson said, speaking to the audience. He was developing the screenplay, and he got pretty far along with it. And he said to me one day, uh, quote, listen, kid, if I kick the bucket, you will do it, he said. And I said, shut up. But he did indeed, indeed pass away. Um, but he asked me to do it, and at the time I didn't say anything. He said it to his wife and to the studio and to the producer, so I will be directing the fifth one. So, there you go. Um, while it hasn't been confirmed if Gibson or Danny Glover were reprising their roles, uh, the war choir of the fans are calling for a reunion. Uh, producer Dan Lynn spoke of the project back in January of 2020, and that seemed to have been the plan. Uh, <clears throat> the quote is, we are we're trying to make the last Luth Weapon movie and Dick Donner's coming back, the original cast is coming back and it's just amazing. The story is very personal to him. Mel and Danny are ready to go, so it's about the script. And we'll keep you updated and maybe we'll see the original right again. Um, this orig- news originated obviously last year. Um, so get possibly get to see Luth Weapon 5 with Mel and Danny with Mel directing. <laughs> Are they going to get Joe Pesci back? That's my question. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Is, is I mean, Leo Getz going to be there? Because well, Leo wants Leo Getz. I, I mean, look, I'll be 100% honest. I did not want to leave the Weapon 5. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, 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 I thought the... I, I don't know. I, I, it's a thing. Like, I don't think 4 did well. I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, 4 didn't do well. I know I saw all of them. Obviously, the first one... Look... For the people who haven't seen the Leave the Weapon series, um, it is it's it's the buddy cop film. 
Um, it's the buddy cop film of the 80s that everyone is used to. Um, over the top action, comedy. Um, it was written and directed by, I mean, it was, I think, written by Shane Black, directed by Richard Donner. Uh, Shane Black, who's gone on to direct other, write and direct other movies himself, like Kiss Kiss Blank Bang, um, Iron Man 3, the last Predator movie, I think he did. Um, nice Guys, which is a really good movie, underrated. Um, so he's got hit and misses too, just like everybody else, but I believe Danny Glover is an aging cop. He's getting ready to, re- he's got like a week left to retire, and they give him a loose cannon partner, uh, played by Mel Gibson. And the reason why he's a loose cannon is because he lost his wife. Um, I think she was murdered. Was she murdered? No, I don't, th- I, I don't remember, but I know he lost, it's been so long since I've seen those movies. He lost his wife, so some people say that he is suicidal. So he's kind of, running into danger and not taking the best precautionary stuff in his actions. Which is where you get the phrase of Danny Glover just walking around for like two hours straight going, I'm too old for this shit. Mm-hmm. While Mel Gibson is jumping off buildings and shooting people and pretending like he's Carly from the Three Stooges in some scenes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the first one. The second one is more shenanigans of the same type. Um, this one's a bigger picture, but there's still... Mel Gibson is still a little on the... He's settled down a little bit because he's not... He's decided not to kill himself, quote-unquote, but he's still reckless in a way. Um, and then you meet Leo Getz, played by Joe Pesci, you know, <laughs> where it's where, you know, they fuck you at the drive-thru. That's where that starts mm. from him. Um, they fuck you at the drive-thru. <laughs> he's like real smarmy and real kind of sleazeballish mm-hmm. <clears throat> the third movie again it's the three of them um, but this time um, you actually bring in Rene Russo as a, as a cop uh, who falls in love with Mel Gibson and they have a, um, a relationship I think or did they bring her in a second then they brought in the third one um, and it's I don't remember exactly what the big problem is I know there's some land development issues and someone's trying to bad guy heroes win uh, the fourth one brings in Chris Rock. Mm. Um, I don't know how or as why. Well, he's he's that. he's he's dating or uh, he's dating Riggs or uh, Murtaugh's daughter, Danny Glover's daughter in, in the movie, and you know he's he's got to tell her you know that they're I think they're serious or something like that or maybe right. But she doesn't know it. he's a cop, isn't he? Yeah, and she doesn't know it. No, she does know it, but she—they're—they're they're keeping it secret from the, the Danny Glover. Glover that they're you know having this relationship, and of course it's it's like you know putting the family in danger of you know cop and so on and like you know. Glenn Dever doesn't want his baby girl dating a cop because of the lifestyle that it comes with. Right. I think Mel Gibson knows, and he's also trying to help the daughter to shield it from Danny because there's a lot of um, we can't tell Danny Glover's can't, we can't tell. Murtaugh because he'll not agree with it and all that stuff and I think by the end there's like a wedding you know <clears throat> I think but I don't remember it doing so well either mm. I, don't, I just don't I don't think it it was well received but again when you get four movies in I, sometimes you just go like really does it matter <laughs> like you, like the first one great second one also great third one yeah, it's all right. The fourth one, at that point, you're just like, oh, really? Did, who asked for this? 
you know, <laughs> like I believe I actually have. Do I have them? I think I do. Um, there it is, right there. Let me see if I can get the plots, because I, I believe you're right. Because <laughs> I, I got this code where I got like it's a standard edition of uh, it's a a four film four film favorites Lethal Weapon bundle. Uh, Lethal Weapon one, two, three, and four. Uh, the director's cut of Lethal Weapon one, two, and three, and then four. Um, <laughs> four. <laughs> I, I guess you know Mel Gibson, Danny Glover return. Uh, it was 1998, by the way. Um, okay, so like, just, 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 you know what? Hold on, let's go. And I'm always, you know me, I'm always, always falling in as well. Lethal Weapon was 87. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one, I believe, was 80, 97. So already, that can't be right. No, that's not right. 87 to 97? That can't be right. Uh, maybe the director's cut. I think, I believe, it might have been like 80. It felt like a, a year later. I think uh, it was two years later. I think it was like 89, 87, 89. Right. It, it has to because Lethal Weapon 3 is, is is 92. So, like, yeah, I think that that Lethal Weapon the director's cuts maybe is what they're talking about. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely not... Lethal Weapon 2 didn't come out after Lethal Weapon 3. Fucking morons. Um, Lethal Weapon 4 was 98. So, still, there's like a 10-year gap. 87 to 98. That's what, it's more than 10 years between one and four? Yes. Uh, and 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 even 98, going back 98 to 92, yeah, that's now six years between the third and fourth one. Movies like this shouldn't take six years to do. You know, like, shit, they did fucking Bond movies three years apart, and they're action flicks too. <clears throat> you know, so, but... And you look at it and you go, okay, it's got let's see the the plot of four is Mel Gibson, Danny Clover, Turner's buddy cops, Riggs and Murtaugh with Joe Pesci riding comedy shotgun as Chatterbox Leo. Murtaugh is still the family man. Riggs is still the Gonzo loose cannon. And what's this family man? He and his will he won't he marriage to Cole is when Ray Russo is one of the new wrinkles in this powerhouse crowd pleaser that also stars comedy uh, favorite Chris Rock. An international action star Jet Li. Uh, the sequel sequel involves an action-packed battle with a Chinese gang lord. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, all right, there you go. Third one is uh, Mur- Roger Murtaugh is only eight days away from retirement, and his partner Rig- Riggs once again managed to get them both in hot water with the LAPD and the bad guys. This time, our Jack, who this time are Jack Travis. And a gang selling armor-piercing bullets. There you go. Because that was the big thing then. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, all right. I mean, that was 97. It's now, I mean, let's face it. You're looking at what's could, I mean, definitely 15 years, you know, between the last one. My math is way off. I know. 25. 25? 97. To right. 2021 is 24 years right. and I mean you know of course obviously it's not it's not coming out next year so it's going to be over 25 years probably right. it's going to be over 25 years for the sequel a sequel that A no one's asked for no one wants at this point now both Gibson and Murtaugh are well past retirement age 
Yeah, I think it's before they were made captains or something like that because they were they were so far <laughs> far along. They made them both captains or like you know because they they didn't right. know what to do with them at that point because if they, most of them retire <laughs> at a certain age, like almost a, almost a quarter of a decade ago, Murtaugh was eight days away from retiring. <laughs> <laughs> like now you're gonna come back and be like, oh, the next day they just like twenty. I, you know what? Those eight days turned into twenty five years. <clears throat> now, like if he's close to retiring, then it's 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 just no, I just can't. I don't know. It's as bad as when they made, um, as much as I love it, Beverly Hills Cop three. They didn't need to make a third one. Uh, first two were were great. Or how about Young Guns three? I let's not even talk about that one. Like Young Guns, <laughs> until I see a trailer, I, I just don't, I still don't buy it. <laughs> like uh, Beverly Hills Cop three was ninety four. And Beverly Hops 2 was 87. Like, too many for an action comedy, too far. Too far apart. Because I don't think you can recap. Like, between Beverly Hills Cop 1, 84, 87. All right, four years. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, Eddie Murphy was still hot when the third one came out. I think his star was a little lustered. It wasn't as sharp as it was once was, and now he just wants to make a fourth one. Like I don't, dude. Like I appreciate you, Eddie, and I think you're a comic. I think you're a genius at what you do when you did it. I, I don't know if it works. I just don't. I, will I see it? Of course I will, because you know why. These are the movies of my teenage. These are the movies that shaped me as my viewing pleasure goes. But and. It's it's gonna be a bitter pill to swaddle. I don't think I'll be walking out of Lethal Weapon Five going, "Oh my God, it's the best of the series." I can't wait for Lethal Six. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, they made a fist. They're making a fist of Furious Ten. Let's put that in this I perspective. Mean, Lethal Weapon Five should end with both Riggs and Murtaugh going, "We're too old for this shit." As the building that they're in blows up underneath them. <laughs> You know, you're, and then they just kill them both off at the end, or halfway through it, and that way, like Murtaugh's kid or Riggs's kid or some new generation of people will be like, oh, we have to avenge our father and grandfather's, whatever. <laughs> you know, damn you, Joe's wound up being like Joe Pesci's kid or something. I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so you got Mel Gibson going to direct Lethal Weapon 5, which, I, again, I don't hate. I mean, he's a good director. It's got an, a statue to prove it. <laughs> um, but, Ed, more importantly, <clears throat> I got two final articles, and these would go kind of hand-in-hand hand with each other because I brought it up, I think, the last show we did, of a rumor of a video game by Warner Brothers called Multiverses. Do you remember me talking about this? No, I do not. You don't remember me talking about multiverses where it's supposed to be Warner Brothers took all their intellectual property, put it into a giant fighting game? Oh, oh, right. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. I'm like, look, I, fighting games aren't your thing. Video games are your thing. But it's it's good that I gave you this refresher because it actually turns out to be true. <laughs> okay? It's true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not only is it true, but there's actually footage of it too. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> um, 
Okay, so it, it's true. There's things. Here's what. Um, here's headlines. Um, I'm gonna give you the. Here's every confirmed character for this roster so far. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. First up is Game of Thrones character Arya Stark. Okay. And you don't think you've watched? Did you watch Game of Thrones? No, I have not. Okay, Game of Thrones. Arya Stark is the youngest of the one of the youngest of the Stark children. Um, winds up becoming like a full fledged assassin. Um, ironically enough, though, it is will be voiced by the actress who played Malaise Maisie Williams. Mm-hmm. She's the actress who played Arya Stark. She's also going to be voicing the character, which I think is appropriate and thankfully that they got to do that. Um, She's going to appear in the game, voiced by the actress who played her on the TV show. She's an assassin-type character with special moves, uh, face stealer, and dagger slash. Uh, this version of Arya has completed her training in Essos uh, with the Faceless Man, making her a powerful fighter. Her tagline for the game is, she rejected being a lady, which she became with something far deadlier. All right? Mm. <laughs> now... They've also established there's going to be four, at least four DC characters. Um, and they go by everyone's favorites, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Harley Quinn. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. right. Now, as far as voice talent goes, uh, Capes Crusader is going to be voiced by none other than Kevin Conroy. All right. All right. That's better. Okay. Uh Uh, obviously, I shouldn't have to. Anybody who listens to this show should not. If I have to tell you who Kevin Conroy is and why that's a big deal, stop now and never listen to the show again. <laughs> well, okay. if not, if, whoa, 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 that will give you the hint, it, you know, and I mean, you got to be a Batman fan. I can't believe that anybody who listens to the show is not familiar with that. I mean, especially if you go back, listen to past episodes, you know who Kevin Conroy is because we've mentioned him several times in several episodes. Right. So, right. you know, but if if you do not know who it is, this is your first time listening. Thank and you. Fuck you. Stop listening to the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need you. <laughs> That is not true at all. We need everybody we can get. We love you as an audience. We appreciate you listening to us. We would appreciate it, though, more if you go and watch Batman and Series. We recommend it. We cannot recommend that show highly enough. In, in Out of all the animated shows, that's the one to watch to truly understand this show. Continue. Uh, or, or you can kind of go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or or you could also play Injustice cuz he's also the voice of Batman in that. There you that go. Game. If you if you're not much or, of a watcher, the, <laughs> play that video game. There you go. Or or the Batman Arkham series of games, the the good ones, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight's questionable, but I mean it's it's <laughs> the third of the games. Um but he voices Batman in that as well. Um now, the reason why I bring up Injustice is because not only is he the voice of Injustice, but the actor who plays uh, the voice actor in the um, George Newbern is going to voice Superman, who is also the guy who does the voice of Superman in the Injustice game. 
So, <clears throat> so they're getting his him to do the voice, and then there's a um, another actress. Um, the actress Abby Trot is going to play the voice of Wonder Woman, but she's never played Wonder Woman before in the past. But she does have extensive Wonder Woman training. Um, apparently, Batman's obviously going to be a you know these are fighters. Um, also, one of the big things that excuse me, I in the article that I talked about the rumor of this game is spawned off of Mortal Kombat 11. Um, one of the big things when people were thinking about, okay, well, who's going to be the guest rosters? People, there was this big shaggy thing going around. Do you remember the internet all being mm -hmm. shaggy obsessed in a fighting game? Mm -hmm. Well, apparently, Matthew Lillard is voicing the voice of Shaggy, who's going to be in this game. Now, anybody who knows anything, Matthew Lillard has been the has played Shaggy in two live action movies. Uh, definitely has done um, multiple games, uh, multiple cartoons with him as the voice of Shaggy. Mm -hmm. So having him in the game is obviously a uh, what do you call it? A thrill. Uh, in the, according to the article, one of those fun additions to the cast is Scooby Doo Shaggy, voiced by Matthew Lillard. Uh, while Lillard has voiced Shaggy in plenty of animated content, Multiverse's version of Shaggy will be the Ultra Instinct Shaggy from memes with Super Saiyan abilities. Um, Shaggy's another bruiser with zoinks and power uppercut. I don't know what that is, but all right. <laughs> Okay, so Shaggy's going to be in it. Um, also, two characters from Steven Universe, uh, Steven and Garnett, who are going to be voiced by their respective counterparts in the cartoon. Um, meaning that... Um, let's see, I'm just, I'm just getting here. Uh, Steven Universe and Garnett from Rebecca Sugar's Steven Universe will appear in the game with a dedicated fan base. Many will be excited to take control of these two characters. But only Garnett will be, but only Garnett will be voiced by the original voice actor Estelle. Uh, Steven will be voiced by Daniel Deverney in his in this video game debut. Uh, Garner Garnett is a bruiser with a heart song and friendship blast as her special moves, while Steven is a support character with special moves Bubble Boy and Shield Stepper. Uh, apparently the game's going to be like you pick a team of characters. Okay. So like you know like it's like a, it's it's like a tag team event. Um, I the video that I've seen it plays very much along the lines of uh, Super Smash Brothers. Um, Super Smash Brothers, which is a very popular Switch game, mm -hmm. and it has this huge roster of characters that that cr cross platform. You have Mario. You have. Poke Pikachu, you have um, Seamus from Metroid, you even have uh, the Joker from the Persona series, uh, they have the bad guy from the Tekken series in it, Kirby, like there's like a a vast um, arsenal of characters in, the, in that game, so everybody wants their own version of that. Sony had their Sony PlayStation All-Stars, which had like Kronos and um, Drake, not Drake, <laughs> Nathan Drake, <laughs> Nathan Drake, in like a fighting game, like Sly, uh, Sly Cooper. Um, it was like a, again, take all their intellectual properties, throw it into one fighting game, thinking that's going to take off. Mm -hmm. 
uh, Nickelodeon just came out with one. Nickelodeon All All Star Brawl, which has got all their popular characters in a giant fighting game. I mean, I don't know if it's selling well or if it's going to play well. Um, but and everyone wants to be. I mean, it's hard not to say that it's all these games are ripping off of Super Smash Brothers mm-hmm. because of the roster and the like. I saw the video of of multiverses. And it does have like you know, um, levels like looks exactly like a ripoff of Smash Brothers. As soon as I saw it, I was like, it looks like every Smash Brothers level I've ever seen. Like multiple tiers, you can jump up and down. There's an edge where you can knock people off, and they have to kind of fight to climb back up. I'm going, yeah, this game should be interesting. Um, also, to in, to go on with Warner Brothers intellectual property, uh, Adventure Time, Jake and Finn are going to be in it. So wow, um, right. So Joe DiMaggio will be returning the voice Jake, as well as he's well as known for other roles, Bender and stuff like that. Um, also, Jeremy Shada will return as Finn. Uh, so you got those two of them back. Um, they're actually going to have Bugs Bunny and Tom and Jerry in it too. Who <laughs> can't have a Warner Brothers can't have a fighting game without Bugs in it, right? Um, but it's going to be voiced by Eric Bowser. Uh, he's the guy who's doing currently doing the voice of Bugs Bunny in, in animation today. Um, <clears throat> so you're gonna have Bugs. Imagine Bugs Bunny and Batman teaming up to fight Superman and Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> there's also another character who is original to the game uh, called Rain Dog. Rain Dog. Uh, Rain Dog's an original character from the game whose real name is unpronounceable. Uh, Rain Dog is a royal guardian who has been separated from his home somehow, and his special moves include Love Leash, Dude, and Power Crystal. He is also a support character. It's um, it's also unclear whether there'll be other original characters in the game, but so far, with the internet loves the mysterious Rain Dog, with many more characters to be announced. There's plenty of surprises in store for multiverses. Uh, it's not apparent yet whether the game could rival the, the success of Super Smash Brothers. But the lineup so far is intriguing. Um, it's set to release in 2022 for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC. Wow. So, um, yeah, I, I uh, it's, it's okay. I was more and more impressed. I was like, oh, so Conroy's coming out of, not retirement, I guess he's doing the voice again. Like, all right, awesome. Like, some of the stuff I've seen, um, I think I've seen possibly Rick and Morty in the game. Um, makes sense. Warner Brothers own them, too. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. When it comes to fighting games like that, it's it's definitely hit or miss, because you clearly see that it's nothing but a cash grab to try to <laughs> I'm trying to get like what late like, what properties can we you know that we've we've spent already because they've passed their prime basically because you know they're not they're not available um you know like Steven Universe I've actually watched that show I knew, I knew that show I've watched Adventure Time believe it or not um because we're on Cartoon Network um yeah I've seen Adventure Time I've never seen Steven Universe but I I used to I used to watch uh, um Adventure Time I thought it was cute. Yeah, nothing to uh, right, and it's 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 kind of like cutesy, but more, you know, it it was different. You know, it was it was it wasn't like very kitty, 
but it wasn't right. like very adult either. It was like like an in between type of of a show, a teenager show, right? <laughs> and you know, and it's just like you know, I'm 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 an adult watching, you know, because like like I remember like it was like for a while I had Comcast, and, you know, you were very limited on what you could watch, and and I and I remember watching it like spending like Saturday afternoon or whatever watching it, and, like Steven Universe, and like. Going, this is a dumb show. I end up watching it, like, <laughs> you know, like see, you know, like they would have like a four episode run or whatever because they were doing marathons because you know they didn't want to, you know, come up with like a like a long term, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, lineup, you know, with with uh, like all these shows. So they'll they'll do like it was like during the week because I was like come home from work, you know, kind of thing. So Steven Universe would be on for four episodes. So I end up watching like. I think three of the four episodes because like I think the first one's like five o'clock or something like that. We get up until five thirty, you know, to sit down and watch TV and you know watching it. And you're going, this is dumb. And then you're going, I, I can't wait for next week. <laughs> right. It's just it's it, like when I when I fall down the well of watching Gumball. <laughs> the the like, amazing world of Gumball. Right. Like I'll I'll watch it. I'll like I'll be like, oh, this show's not bad. It's weird. It's strange. I really don't know what the whole thing is. But I find myself chuckling and going, yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> it's because it's like it's 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 so out there, and you go and anything can happen, and it, and 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 you go with it, and you're just like, and you're and you're, I'm like, I'm like, it's kind of like on the lines of SpongeBob SquarePants. Like like if you were high, this would be hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, right. but when you're sober, it's not that bad. Like. Right, <laughs> you end up chuckling a couple of times. You're going, all right, we get, you got another one. All right, I'll, I'll watch it because I think they're like they were two 15 minute uh, episodes that you they would have in a half hour that you would end up watching. You know, like I think I think there's that well. I know a lot of them do that that they were doing like a 15 minute run, and they end up doing like two episodes like a half hour. So you end up watching like all these episodes, and you just kept watching them and watching. That <laughs> was like the the normal format of of how they would do it. You know. And it was, it, it, it said you, you, you get hooked in, you know, going, you know, uh, you know, I, I know like, uh, friend of the show, Dip, Dave Sipons, he still watches the uh, Teen Titans Go. I mean, you know, and I, and I thought, I'm like, this is terrible. Like, like they're, they're doing it in justice to these characters of, 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 uh, of Warner Brothers and, and DC, you know, kind of thing. And you go, I am, I'm still watching it. <laughs> Like I'm, right. I'm like watching every episode, but he'll he'll watch it. Like he watches it religiously because he'll talk about episodes. Did you see this? I'm like I haven't watched it in a while because now that I have more than just you know regular t you know uh, you know cable, you know I, I, it's like I I barely put that much time into it anymore. You know kind of thing. But he talks about because he still has Comcast. He's he'll go on about the episode and the jokes that they they pull and on. It's like. Yeah, one day I'll one day I'll get back and watch it, but I haven't, you know, done that yet. But okay, um, I was I don't we very rarely we never really talk about this too. But I have you seen Batwoman recently? No. Okay. Only reason why I'm bringing it up is because they're bringing in Poison Ivy uh, oh. into the sh- into the show, but they're doing it through a character that's already on the show. Um, Nicole Kang, um, she is, she was Kate Kane's uh, stepsister. Mm -hmm. The one who was running like the underground, like the kind of like socialite running the underground doctor stuff. Apparently her character becomes the new Poison Ivy. 
Yeah. Uh, apparently, Batwoman's got a new version, a new version of Poison Ivy, and fans really couldn't be happier at the on about the move. Uh, in preparation for the mid-season finale of the popular CW series, Nicole Kang showed off her character's new look for the masses, and it definitely hits all the right notes. The series has been setting up the transformation over a few episodes, with clear intention of bringing Poison Ivy into the fold, and now it looks like the time is almost here. It's definitely a new look for the character, but it totally works, and it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know. Um, she posted on her Instagram. It's like uh, she's here, and she's the first of her kind. I don't have words to describe what the image says, and and this moment for me to be next behind the Uma Thurman has been intimidating to say the least. Refrain uh, to say today, which which I, I'm gonna first of all, you're third, maybe not even third, because in the Gotham series they had the kid, they had three people play Ivy. Two people played actually Poison Ivy. So technically, you are fourth in line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then on top of that, do you really, I mean, like, yes, it was Uma Thurman who played Poison Ivy first on big screen. I, well, I wouldn't say it was her finest moment. I, you don't want to be like, hey, you know what? Remember that hot steaming pile of crap that everyone seems to laugh at? Yeah, I'm second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as you say, I mean, and I mean, fourth is fourth is not even the right type of thing. I mean, you're going like really like I mean, sixth or seventh or like the thing because I mean, the the poison ivy from the animated series, the right, poison ivy the from answers. from the yeah. Harley Quinn's show. You know, I, I yeah. mean, like you're right. Yeah, well, I guess maybe the fourth live action poison ivy. Oh, okay. And she's and she's also. I would say the most Poison Ivy-esque out of the group because she does have a costume, you know, where the other Ivies in in Gotham didn't really have, like, the green-esque costume, didn't really have the red hair. It's, like, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm going to see... Can see? I'm going to see if I can send this image over to you. Share. Send a message. I'm going to send it to you right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, like I said, the outfit itself, I, I just send it to you. It's in your yeah. messages, uh, your Facebook messages. The outfit's kind of eh. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, the new look is part of a transformation that's been happening for a character of Dr. Mary Hamilton and Batwoman. Technically, Kang will be the will be playing a version of Poison Ivy two, with the original version of Pamela Isley coming into the fold as well. Um, Bridget Regan is slated to take on that character later on the season, um, so she's not even the original. She's not even the OG Poison Ivy. She's Poison Ivy two. Which is there a Poison Ivy two in the comics? I, I I don't know. Or is this just your way to get around casting different people all the time? Um. But Batwoman as a series has been careful about how they give certain characters powers. Sure, Ronald Carolyn Dries commented on this recently in a statement when she said in the part, in part, uh, the fun part of making each villain's powers transferable is what we get to do with our own spin on the character. This one, though, this one through the lens of what Mary would create, something heightened, playful, fashion forward, and sexy. 
<laughs> in this way, it will mean it's possible to have multiple characters take on the role of Poison Ivy in the series, especially if the powers are imbued, imbued through different means than a simple accident or experimentation. Uh, in Batwoman, Kang's Hamilton is infected by a plant that puts her under Poison Ivy's control. This transformation is an immediate, something that's been somewhat slowly building over the course of Season 3, but the new art confirms that she will fully take on her look sooner than later. Um, of course, you know, a person points out Kang isn't the first actress to take on the role as Poison Ivy in a live-action setting. Most famously, Uma Thurman played the role in 1997's Batman and Robin. The camp factor for that movie was rather high, though. Uh, Uma looked every bit the part. She played it seductively and was actually one of the only good aspects of the movie. And then in the series Gotham, Maggie Gaia, Gia originally took on the role this time as Ivy Pepper, but then was recast in season four with Peyton Liss taking the part. Um, as far as movie versions are concerned, Giant Freaking Robot has the exclusive recently that Poison Ivy movie was currently in development and would enter the DC Extended Universe. I don't think that's going to happen. DC still is still emerging about this possibility and would be clearly a different version of the character. Originally, it seemed to put to see Poison Ivy enter the DC Universe in Birds of Prey or even in the sequel, but that hasn't come to fruition. Uh, for now, Nicole King is the reigning Poison Ivy and she looks every bit the part. Have you seen the outfit? Yes. What I'm looking think? at it right now. I, I mean, it's good. I mean... For for CW level uh, quality, you know it's right. yeah. It's, then that's that's what you're going for. You're 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 going for more of a family friendly audience. Well, yeah, she wasn't she wasn't really green and naked. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's pleasantly. It's like okay, well, it's it's not overtly sexualized in any way, shape, or form. It shows some skin. Um, um the Venus flytraps around her are kind of interesting, but. Ultimately, I'm like, okay, but you're right. It does. It does look like something that that the CW only the CW could create and try to sell. Right, and and that and that's what you're that's what you're looking at. I mean, the the the, the reality of it is is that like um, you're you're you mean, you mean I mean you know because like I said like half the time it's like it's part of part of poison ivy is not only like the plants but it's also the seduction of it you know kind of thing and you're almost seeing something that's not really there you know because that's what the venom does it kind of it projects it's almost like the fear toxin the reverse of a fear toxin i think from from scarecrow right. in a way but she's giving you based off of love or, or or you know giving you know like that devotion to her so that way she can basically steal off of you without even you realizing it and you know yeah. and and you feel you know you feel um you know, glad to do it, you know, kind of thing. Like if you want to like, you know, like, like in the last, you know, Batman uh, animated thing, you know, uh, the, the, I forget what the, which <laughs> it was the long Halloween, you know, uh, part two, like she was, she was manipulating Bruce Wayne to give stuff to, uh, uh, the mob, you know, figure, uh, you know, with the, with the, to using that toxin, you know, with that, with that thing. And he was, he seemed happy with what, what was going on. So, you right. know, it didn't bother him at least. So that's the idea of it is, is that that's the reason why. So, but you, you kind of, you, you know, because she's a plant, she doesn't need clothes and she's like half naked and she's covered by 
like uh, leaves and she's kind of more like, uh, you know, like the, the eve of, of, of creation in a way where, you know, she's covered only by like a fig leaf or, or very, you know, scantily, you know, uh, uh, clothes because it's part of the seduction uh, of her because that way it, it gives you that false sense of security that, you know, you can get close to her without being hurt. Uh, uh, type of thing. So that's the idea. But this image, I mean, it's I, I kind of get that, you know, like kind of thing. And you know, for family friendly show, you know, is the best you're gonna get with for Poison Ivy. So, right. You know, kudos to them for for kind of pushing the envelope a little bit. You know, but I mean, they have had half naked, uh, you know, uh, characters dressed up in their CW shows before. So, you know. But uh, you know, I'm now, now now I'm kind of interested to see the show. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, and not, not because of the way you think it is. Cause it's like, oh wait, they're actually going to use an actual DC character that's not like, you know, like somebody you don't care about. Like you're, you're going, who? Wait, I have to look this person up, this villain up to care enough to to watch this show. You know, kind okay, of thing. You know, um. So yeah, I'm uh you know, I don't think I will watch it to be honest with you cuz right. cuz when you said season 3 I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like I don't think I got through season 1 yet, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I Did I finish season 1? I don't think I finished season 1. I know I didn't look at season 2 cuz season 2 just, I mean, it's a train wreck of a show because then you you have what's your face leave, they they introduce the character, a new character who I saw that episode. I didn't really like her character. Her character was kind of like an asshole. Um, then again, that could be the reason behind you got to mold her to be the hero that she's destined to be, quote unquote. Mm. Um, then they brought back Kate Kane's character with a different actress to kind of, I guess, finalize a storyline that they needed that Ruby Rose couldn't do herself because she was. Oh, I don't, I don't think I don't think they would let her back on set. <laughs> oh yeah, I, don't, I, think, I, I really think, don't. Because, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, we, we, we've been getting, you know, bits and pieces of the story. I think the last time we reported it, I don't even remember. <laughs> well, the last, we, we we did talk about it. We did a couple articles about it because we, we didn't do a show for, like, we took like a week off. And during that week, there was uh she said, they said kind of argument going with, like, she was saying that now that her. I'm going to assume that now that her NDA clause is now done with her contract, she can now spill the beans about everything that she felt was wrong and why she really left the show. Because at the time, it, everyone made, when she left, she made it feel like it was very amicable and very like, I for my health and for my safety, all this and all that stuff. And you're going, okay, you kind of feel like you're just kind of griping about nothing because you have long hours, like you being a lead of the show when your name is in the title, you have to be there all the time. So expect long days. It's not something you can walk in and walk out on. But then she says, well, back when she got hurt, they've rushed her to come back to the set and that people were mean that, and there was like, this no yelling at each other clause now on the floor. Like, because she witnessed people being berated and she didn't, she was standing up for those people by having the clause in it was. And then, she was throwing CW under the the production of the, of the show under the bus. Mm. And then the production team kind of came back at her and going, you were horrible to work with. <laughs> you didn't want to work the long hours. You didn't want people talking on set, you know, and she came back with like some receipts about some things, 
I, you know, it still wanted to be like he, uh, as she said, they said th- type thing situation. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, Ray Fisher has to kind of, since no one's paying attention to him, he kind of backs her play because, you know, it's like, well, thank God you're being vocal about these kind of things. You're like, uh, what's his A over E somewhere? I over, I don't know, his thing, like, because he's still, I guess, no one's paid attention to him in a while since <laughs> the Justice League has been, Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming on. You know, no one cares about him. Right. So he's got to jump <laughs> That chapter him. has finished. We're moving on to something else. And right. Ray Fisher tells like, con- I still got a problem, y'all. Right. And any kind of controversy that comes with the name Warner Brothers attached to it, he's going to be like, hey, remember me? And everyone's like, yeah, sure. What's coming to that? Nothing. So let's, can we move on or... I mean, at least on her end, she was actually showing like emails and what the kids call receipts, mm-hmm. you know, about some of the conversations that she's been having, some of the complaining. He still has come up with nothing. So take that for what it's worth. Um, but you don't believe Ray Fisher? You know, look, I'm 100%, 100% honest. I'm sure he felt like something was done. You know, however, when people go and say, okay, well, what was it? And then he, is telling stories, third person stories, and not coming with his own factual information. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, even even Gail said something about with like Joss Whedon supposedly threatening her career with not doing a scene. Like she even came clean about that. Everyone who's been asked a direct question has come clean. He's the only one that has it. Said this is what's happened to me, but this is what's happened to other people, and those other people are either not saying anything or they're not producing the facts you know like i mean let's face it josh Wheaton, his career is kind of done because of all this stuff so that kind of worked itself out you know because he was on that show uh nevers i think it is on hbo which is like a a victorian era x-men of women it looked like Mm -hmm. um but he got to create and produce and and direct like the first show i think but then after that he left because they said that the it was too exhausting for him to work on the show around that time so he kind of it's hollywood speak for saying that i'm either quitting or i got fired but we're trying to find an amicable way of saying it without causing too much controversy you know i guess Mm -hmm. um but that was quite honestly like a few years ago you know but i think even like right around when the Zack Snyder, when the talk about the Snyderverse was even being talked about, when hashtag restore the Snyderverse or hashtag restore Justice League or whichever hashtag the kids were doing back then. So I felt like that kind of, it, it worked itself out sort of because you don't hear his name much anymore in Hollywood. You don't really see him doing anything in Hollywood. And to some that could be good enough, to some they want accountability they want him to be you know like tarred and feathered just like anybody else and mm-hmm. those people who feel that way they feel that way and i'm not gonna i don't feel like i they're wrong in their feelings about it but no one has said anything it's been kind of like brushed under the rug so to speak um the we call it the batwoman stuff still kind of fresh because it happened during like so i would say slow news days you know where it's like oh well she's saying this and they're saying this and then she showed receipts and then a couple not a lot but then they came back i mean even one of the stars of the show who's now batwing by the way um said you know like how 
what kind of person do you have to be to get fired from your own show? You know, so I, I mean, again, he could just be telling the, the corporate line because he's still getting a paycheck, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, which is not wouldn't be unheard of. Like, you know, like five, 10 years down the road, if the show makes it that long, you know, he might come out and say, like, I apologize. But, you know, I was told to say something nice or maybe he still stands by it. Who knows? You know, the only people who know what's going on are the people who are in it and everyone else is just saying what they think or what they feel and with no real proof behind it I feel like well in in the end the truth usually the cream usually rises to the surface so like I'm sure sooner or later people will either hear about it or they won't and if you don't hear about it then either either ultimately I think there's just a level of apathy from people where it's like oh there's a hard these people are getting treated unfairly Oh, that sucks for that one percent. You know, like oh, they have to work fourteen-hour days and uh, they got hurt on the job, but they have you know the production got stopped while they got taken care of. I'm working the job for the last thirty years and I hurt myself ever on a daily basis and no one's in the care. Like it just feels like the people being like, yeah, what's the big deal? It's a bunch of people bitching and complaining. I think i don't know personally if you have a gripe you should take it up with the people and try to find ways to the world needs to be a better place is what i'm saying ed right and if 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 these the people that these things are happening to if they don't speak up then there'll never be any changes the problem is when people speak up there has to be kind of a a security net behind them to support them and a lot of times it's not there because it's shrugged off of going, Oh, well that's just, that's just Hollywood or that's just the way things are. That's not going to change. And the only way to actually make effective change is by being a part of the system and changing the system from within. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes is harder than it really is. And turns the conversation turned really strange, but <laughs> you know, either way, like, look, new Poison Ivy coming to Batwoman. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> For if you care, great. If you don't care, it's awesome, too. Live your life. I don't care. Live your life. Just, just the only thing I ask is know who the fuck Kevin Conroy is. <laughs> but please keep listening to our show. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, if you enjoyed the show, keep listening. But go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Actually, I, I was I was going to oh, end it something? there because I actually forgot to say something that I thought was important to say um, oh. earlier. That something that I watched. I I talked about this. I don't know, probably a few months ago one you know one day i'm on youtube and i look i like cyber the cyberpunk genre i i enjoy that highly um right. i like watching the movies and the shows kind of based off of that that's kind of like 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 why i i've gotten into things and there was this documentary that was was being released by indio indigo gaming on youtube it's a channel on youtube that you can watch and they had two parts of it and I watched two parts. I watched the first part, and I was like, "Wow!" Like it was like the early days of like I think like the fifties and sixties. How it kind of started, uh, or the seventies really actually was. I think the genre, and then 
this part two was like the eighties. And I was like, Oh wow, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And I'm like, where's part three? You know, like kind of thing. Cause I'm thinking like they did the whole series. They, they, they did it, you know, kind of thing. And there was no part three and he had, you know, subscribe and blah, blah, you know, like, you know, Patreon and all that kind of crap that, you know, I mean, at the end of each, each one, they were doing that and you're going, okay, whatever, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm getting the benefits of watching this, um, and, and enjoying it and type of thing. Well, actually part three was a little over a week ago, came out, it was the nineties, uh, uh, of, uh, uh, cyberpunk. And it's like it's getting longer and longer, I should say. Like the first one, I think was like forty-seven minutes. The other one was like over an hour. This this last one was over two hours. Um, because well, I, I wonder if that's because the genre itself has gotten bigger over the course of time. That's true. Right. Exactly. Because like I say they they only did the decade, you know, type of thing. Like basically from from the from the early nineties to to ninety nine, where you know we're talking the Matrix and. Right. All that kind of stuff. So, like, now it's going to the next series is not till to, you know, the 2000s kind of thing. But that's not out yet. So, I just wanted to mention that. Uh, I mean, I've enjoyed the documentary. It's on YouTube. Like I said, Indiego Gaming is the channel it's on. But if you just look up uh, Cyberpunk documentary, you know, there's, there's like I said, right now there's three parts of it. So, if you enjoy it, it seems like it's about a year or less that they're coming out. So the part four will probably won't come out till sometime next year. Um, right. But I look forward to it. Cause I, I've been highly enjoying it. Cause like, like especially like now, like the nineties and all, I'm like, I remember that. <laughs> like I remember seeing right. this or I, re- I remember this or this book or this game where, you know, like type of that's for like the books, but the, the games and the, and the, and the, and the different shows and stuff and all. And I'm like, Hmm, I didn't think of that, you know, like a thing or, or it's like, oh, I didn't even know that existed. And I actually was like looking up like, you know, for movies and stuff to watch and all. So it's, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's, uh, if you, if you like the cyberpunk genre and all, it might Maybe, be some, yeah. something, you know, to, to watch, you know, to, Maybe to enjoy. I'll check it out. So. I'm always, I always like those kind of documentaries. Yeah, like I said, it, I mean, it was spot on because it gets, it, 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 it goes, it, it does all the, all the medias. It does, does, talks about books and stuff and, and the writers and how they, how they handle it and how they influence basically the games and the, the movies and stuff. And I was like, and I'm like, like the games, like you just, you played once in your life and you're going, wow, like I remember that game. Like that was like cutting edge back in the day. Right. <laughs> you know, and you watch it, it's like, wow, it's like a Doom clone. Right, video game of the nineties, and you're going, whoo, like <laughs> yeah, kind of a thing, or some of the mechanics that you had to do to to get it to work and all. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, I remember those days, you know, the, the nostalgia of it and all. I mean, I wouldn't go back and play that game, <laughs> but but like, I remember that game. I enjoyed that game. I played it. I don't think I beat it. <laughs> I guess since we're now in the cleanup phase, um, I'm assuming you know that that Disney Plus announced that they're re they're re rebooting or um x-men 97 yes yes because um, disney day was a couple week a week ago or something like that yeah. friday i think it was the disney day uh, uh disney plus day i'm sorry not disney day disney plus day has happened and because uh, it's the second year anniversary of of disney plus being launched so that's why you got to see uh, uh shang chi and the ten rings and right 
uh, uh, Jungle Cruise because that's right. you know they they made their money off of it in the theaters and now they're moving on to you know now it goes on the Disney Plus to right um, type of thing but yeah they've made a bunch of announcements a bunch of things that are that that were happening and yes next year I think it is or two years from now we're going to get a, a continuation of the. 90s x-men series so i'm like oh my gosh like i I was just i was i was i didn't expect that at all i mean i've heard rumors and stuff because i do watch all these uh on especially on facebook and on on youtube i watch the stuff about disney plus and what what they think is going to happen or what's coming out or you know like things that things that they've Contacts that they've made through through different things that they you know find out information, uh, basically for social media purposes. So I was kind of you know some things you knew about and you're like oh yeah not a surprise not a surprise not a surprise and they're like ooh like that was a total shocker for the X Men right. series to come out. So I'm looking forward to it. I might have to actually revisit the original series and watch it all over again and enjoy it because um, I remember I, I keep thinking about that too. Like I think I watched. When we first got Disney Plus, I think, and when it came on, I think I watched like the first episode, you know, of of it, and I think I watched the first episode of the the, the '90s Spider-Man show. And I was like, oh, I remember those, but after that, I kind of like, like, okay, I'll get back to it. <laughs> I never did, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, because the Spider-Man was done out of order. That's I think that they they I, they fixed it since then. Um, I don't know why they because like, I think the first episode they aired was like the venom principle or whatever it was like a venom episode mm. i'm like they didn't they didn't introduce venom in the in episode one i think the first episode i think was like a, it was like the lizard and i think that that's what the first one is now i'm like okay they did it in chronological order finally mm. so i gotta go back and and going back to watching an old cartoon sometimes is tough for me because it doesn't it's not it doesn't hold up like, it's not, yeah, not that it doesn't hold up because I don't say that the X Men was a good show, the Spider Man was a good show. I think my attention span is more of the well, what's new, right? Like, you know, like oh, I do I want to watch Cowboy Bebop or do I want to watch the new show Cowboy Bebop and then go back? Am I ever going to go back? Do I want to go back? It's I always find myself in that kind of like I'll watch an old like here. It's weird because I'm talking about watching all the old Spider Man movies. But yet, I have a hard time watching the Spider-Man cartoon. I don't know. I'm, I'm weird. That well, way. I guess that's... I could dedicate two and a half, maybe three hours of my day to watching something like that, rather than let's say a, a week. Right. Yeah, you know? say like it's it's a bunch of episodes, and that's the thing. Like like after two and a half hours, you're going, yeah, I need to move on to something else because this is this this is about as far as I can go with this, and it's just like I really don't want to go back tomorrow. And continue on with this you know what i'm saying right. like it's very difficult you're... to do and because like i i watched i watched the animated uh cowboy bebop um because i do have it digitally um and i watched the the animated version before the live action dropped and i was just like because i was just like yeah i want to watch it again and it's like it is it, it after a while it gets tough to watch because i mean i remember like like the first day i was like watch i watched like seven episodes and i'm like that's awesome because they're only half hours. So it's like, you know, it's right. You know, it's three and a half hours. You know, it's kind of like the length of a long movie, you know. Right. But then after a while, I was kind of like drifting off because it was just like there was this there's this melancholy in the middle of it. There's these melancholy Jupiter episodes that are in there and it's very slow. 
you know, like type of thing. I, I don't know what they were doing with the storyline at that point. They were trying something new because it's, it's not there again, like at the rest of the series, but it's, right. it's, it's like, you just, you're just kind of like, and they play these slow jazz pieces in the music. So it kind of gives you that, you know, like it's dreamy time. Gotcha. <laughs> time to sleep. You know, of course it was late, you know, when I was watching it. So at that point I was getting tired anyway. But you know, then I, but then I watched the I I did watch it through the next day and, and continued on, you know, type of thing. But that's the thing, like now your dedication comes up and then all of a sudden like this comes out or this shows out or this, you know, thing. Right. So now your 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 attention span gets uh locked in because there's so much entertainment out there that your head explodes basically because it's like you know i go to work and are like oh did you see this or did you see that no i didn't i've been watching this series or i've been watching this show or watch this movie instead you know kind of thing because there's so much content there's so much stuff that i haven't seen you know you're still going back to and it's and it's still like every once in a while like i said like like just watching the you know uh the man who killed don quixote i mean i've seen it but i watched it again you know type of thing uh, there'll be other movies that I'm gonna sure I'm gonna watch again and again and again just because as I pass by it, like you know how many times I've seen Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> like you know, Pluto's right. been running it now on their fantastic movie channel <laughs> for for the last three months, and every once in a while I'll be like, Oh my god, Ghost in the Shell <laughs> Right. <laughs> and I watched it. I'm like I'm like, I could start repeating lines, you know. I still laugh hysterically at the time. Where you got me with the with the guy coming out of the car, the uh, the the director of of the section. I can't think of the section's okay. number, but but he gets shot up and then he comes uh-huh. popping out and shoots him, and you go like you're like hello. <laughs> <laughs> that still runs through my head every time he pops out of that car. Hello. <laughs> 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 so, so it's still you know it's so it's it's what it's David thinks so but I mean like I said there's so much out there like Disney Plus has so much content Jeff Goldblum's series like you talked about I'm like I still haven't gotten to that yet you know and and I, and, and those episodes it's like popcorn you get like I, I watch one episode to like a half hour at most mm. and I move on it's like oh look I the monsters episode that I watched was of the latest season but it was like ten episodes in I didn't care about the order talking about ice like I was like, oh, look, he's talking about ice cream on this one. Ah, I'm interested in seeing what Jeff Goldblum has to talk about ice cream. I'm more fascinated with finding out that Jeff Goldblum actually is originated from – he was originally born in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He grew, I'm like, really? I was like, Jeff Goldblum's PA dude? I'm like, all right, sure, why not? You know, that – that because he talks about his childhood a lot and, you know, like what he liked as a kid and what fascinated him. Like he has like a whole sneaker thing and it was really kind of cool. But the Monsters was, was kind of cool because it was – you know, he talks about being in, in The Fly. And I'm like, all right, that's something I can relate with. Because I think that his version of The Fly is is a classic horror movie. Right. You know, and, and it's 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 an iconic character that he played. So it's interesting to see him kind of talk about, like, stuff that interests him and the, psycho, the, the psychology of why we like to be scared and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, in the Jeff Goldblum kind of wackiness. Right. <laughs> you know? I think there's one I saw a clip that somebody teaches him how to rap, I think. Um and he just, <laughs> and and it's it's like a clip and he just looks like he's completely fucking insane. And I'm like, I need to find that episode and, and watch it because he looks crazy 
<laughs> he, and he and the weird part about it, he in this episode he kind of looks like he kind of dresses like his character from Ragnarok. <laughs> it's just like this futuristic, like what the '80s thought the future would look like in clothing <laughs> style. He just, some of the shirts that he wears, I'm going, I would totally wear that shirt because it's like he's was wearing one for the monster when they had like like Frankenstein's on it. I'm like, that's kind of a cool looking shirt. <laughs> Jeff, where'd you get that? Knowing you, you probably got it made. <laughs> like, like it's just, it's just the. I would like to see Jeff Goldblum just come out with his own line of clothing, just to make it like I totally. That is so weird and so eclectic and kind of. You kind of go, yeah, I could see him wearing that. Like just, just his outfits alone make me want to watch the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> some some of the bizarre because he's so thin and tall. And you're like he's yeah. tall, thin, and he he kind of has that. Ooh. What are we talking about? Ooh, the, 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 this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Ooh, ooh, and he does his hand things, and you're just, you're just like, it's, it's. Half the time, I don't think he's ever acted once on screen, because <laughs> he, if, if this is who he is in person, then everything he's ever done in his entire career has just been him just being goofy. Right, <laughs> just, just him being Earth, him. Earth, Earth Girls Are Easy was a biography film. <laughs> 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 when he plays something really straight, that's when he's acting. Right. Like, when he plays a normal character, it's def- that's his acting chops. Like uh, <laughs> I th- the TV show, I think he was on Ten Speed and Brown Shoe, I think it was the name of the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what a pull. That is a, Jesus that Christ. Is, that pull. is a pull from the ages. Holy I, shit. I love that show. <laughs> oh my god. That's a forgotten show that now it's coming back in my head. It is so forgotten. It's him and I think Ben Vereen, <laughs> I think, are the two leads in it. I, 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 <laughs> oh my god. That was the best part, is because it's like ten speed and brown shoe. It's like what? Because <laughs> uh-huh. I think he's a isn't he a Mike's Mike uh, a bike messenger or something like that, right? Like I, I think so. I'm I'm, I'm trying to yeah find Ben Vereen. Sp- yep. Uh huh. Fourteen <laughs> episodes. A con man and an accountant want to be private eye team to fight crime. Ben Vereen, I think, is a con man, and I think uh, he's the accountant. I, yeah, yeah, he's Brown Shoe, Jeff Goldblum, Lionel Whitney. Ben Vereen is uh, El Ten Speed Turner. That's like, right. <laughs> I mean, I it is. I don't know why that show sticks out in my head. The name alone, Ted Speed and Brown Shoe. I was like, I remember. I, I was like, I think it's because my mom was a big Ben Vereen fan. And I like Jeff Goldblum. It was like 1980, so I just it just stands out. It's like it's my it's 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 the trump card of of weird pools. <laughs> that like, wins! Oh my god! Like if I ever met Jeff Goldblum, I'd want I'd I would pay anything for a copy of the, the just the, the series of Ten Speed and Brown Shoe just to get him to sign it. <laughs> Out of all the things he's ever done in his entire life, that'd be the one pull I would I I I'd, I'd 
walk up and go, hey, can you sign my copy of 10 Speed and Brown Shoe, the complete series? <laughs> like, <laughs> just to see what his reaction would be. Because on the list of stuff that he has done and the stuff that he's known for, I guarantee you 10 Speed and Brown Shoe is like a, is like a oh my God, I completely forgot I was in this show type of moment. <laughs> I thought I thought it was a fever dream. I really, legitimately, <laughs> it was a paycheck. I got in. He would probably sit down and just tell me a complete tired story about the show. He's, every episode he would re- he would remember. He just seems like that kind of guy. <laughs> oh my cool. god, it's on DVD. <laughs> it is on DVD. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's got to be cheap, like twenty bucks. Twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars to get fourteen episodes. Of ten speed and brown shoe, a probably a mediocre at best <laughs> fucking TV show where it's like, well, we gotta get two characters who are completely diametrically opposed because Ben Vereen is not—he's average height. Jeff Goldblum's tall. One's African American, one's not. One's white, and you gotta give the white guy the uptight desk job, and they go try to solve crimes for whatever reason. Oh there is no God. reason why an accountant and a con man need to solve crimes. But you know what? It was the 80s. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Someone came up with an idea. They got a cast. Someone greenlit it. And 14 episodes later, there's a season of 10 Speed and Brown Shoe that now I kind of have. Gonna, I'm going to go on my Roku later and go like 10 Speed and Brown Shoe. See if it exists out there in the, in the wild. <laughs> 10 Speed and Brown Shoe. You're gonna look. I'm looking right now. Oh my god! (laughs) Is it there? It's well. You have to buy it. Prime has it for for Uh, a buck episode. Right. Uh, I'll see see if I can find a bootleg version. If not, I just shell it twenty. Oh, it's it's. Oh my god! It's free on Tubi. Free on Tubi. Okay, I guess maybe I'll. Uh, Next week on on Geeksers, (laughs) and I watched the entire C. I watched all fourteen episodes. 10 Speed and Brown Shoe, my childhood came back to haunt me and bit me on the ass. And I watched every single episode. 41 years old. 10-year-old me is going, this show is awesome. I have no idea why. <laughs> 10 Speed and Brown Shoe, my God. Oh, my Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sweet You're welcome, that little nugget of the, the that's the now it's gonna be like itching my head. <laughs> it's gonna be scratching my brain. Oh my god! The worst part about it is how easily that rolled out of my head too. <laughs> it wasn't even like um. I think it was called Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. I knew categorically, without a doubt, Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. Start him and Ben Vereen. Bite me, and that's what thirty-five years old at this point. Forty. Forty. Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. So. Yeah, forty. My, my sister was born that year that show came out, <laughs> and it's it's. And I don't remember my tax returns, <laughs> like the important stuff. I barely remember my you know the important stuff in my head. Ten Speed and Brown Shoes just stuck there in the back of my head for I don't know why. I have no idea why. And in my head, I think that it, it was on it aired on a day that I was visiting my dad's parents in their house I don't remember I don't think I ever remember seeing it in my own house I remember seeing it at it was my my mom's parents house now that it's all coming back to me now laying on the floor watching 10 speed and brown shoe in my grandparents house weird <laughs> fucking weird 
<laughs> it's scary that I know because I'm two years younger than you are. Right. But I'm like, I'm like, I remember that <laughs> show. Uh, it's it's just the gl- just some leftover spackle in my head for some reason. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, that's something that you should just forget. Fucking fourteen episodes of a show that no one knows, and it should just not. It's it's. That's the thing. That's that's what's scary about it is the fact is is that it's one of those shows that like it's like it's like Auto Man. Like that was only like right. fourteen episodes, but like you say Auto Man, people know what it is, you know, type of thing. But Ten Speed and Brown Shoe was one of those shows that my God, it's fucking there. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like Jeff Goldblum himself would have to call his agent and go, "Was I in there?" <laughs> Because I'm signing, I see a photo of me in it with Ben Vereen, who, God rest his soul, like I. All right, doesn't have doesn't have every episode. It's doesn't have every. Then fuck it, I don't want it. <laughs> doesn't have episode one and two. On the DVD or on 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 two on Tubi, yeah. On Tubi, yeah. See, yeah, you can't. You gotta have the. Uh, how do you know their origin story? You can't just jump into episode three at ten speed and, and brown shoe without knowing how they got together in the first place. That's at least a two-parter. <laughs> they probably couldn't get the rights for it. Probably, it's probably in some sort of in some sort of like rights limbo. <laughs> but like you the first two have, first two episodes were produced by one company, and then the rest is after it got picked up as like pilot season, and then after it got picked up because probably episode one and two is like the two-hour movie, you yeah. know, like <laughs> that that they give you. Like the two-hour, like like Remington Steel gives you like the two-hour pilot episode, right? And then episode three is actually the season, so they probably can't give you like the the movie version of the thing. Yeah, that's where you got to go to the underground bootleg section of the dark web to to see the origin story of Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. <laughs> you have to go to the, the foul dark reaches of the right. Of it just the watch ten speed past the past the smut past the homemade bombing lessons it's the deep 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 web so slay child slaves right go oh, past look, all that to get the ten speed. scroll past human trafficking videos ten speed brown shoe pilot episode right there Click. oh my god this is so creepy I'm seeing if it's Mr. Goldblum, yes, I've seen your iconic films, Jurassic Park, The Fly, Earth Girls Are Easy, Independence Day, all of them, all of them. But the one thing I want you to sign is this bootleg copy of Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. (laughs) Out of all the things you've ever done, this is the one that sticks in my head the most. I don't even remember a single fucking episode. I just remember the title, and I remember you and Ben Vereen. That's it. Oh my God! Episode one and two <laughs> is this on YouTube. <laughs> there you go. Sean's watching YouTube tonight. <laughs> I got the complete series on YouTube. Of course they do, because no one cares. Like I said, there is no way that even he remembers doing that show. Can't, can't. He's too big. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok, dude, you're golden net. It's what if? Phenomenal cameo 14 hours 10 speed brown shoot dude that's what you got me locked in on (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> there you have it, folks. I got nothing more to give. Just a little peek inside my brain. <laughs> One of those little nuggets that just sticks there. Uh, so, so, no real reason. Let's, let's close those doors right now. Yeah, and say thank you for listening to us for these. If you have, yeah, if you haven't already, Facebook Geeksters Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Or if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, contact him at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. And if you want to talk about ten speed and brown shoe, you can contact <laughs> Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com, and that's S H A. W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.